Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022, and this sports show that is going to be average. Starts down. Right. No, 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 no. I try to step all over it. I cannot hear my voice at all in my ears, I'm realizing. Uh, I can't hear anything from the back. We had a power outage. All hell is breaking loose. But what I do know is that today's show is going to be a big one. Oh, yeah. Because not only do we have Stanley Cup championship action to react to, because last night's game went into overtime and a team with too many men on the ice. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> A team that can't get a simple line change in the biggest of moments uh, and just so happened to win their third game of a best of seven in a Stanley Cup championship series. Um, it was an excellent hockey game. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And although the ice uh, kind of garbage in the <laughs> words of the goal scorer, uh, the winning goal scorer, I think the NHL has to be happy with how this is going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two out of the four games have made it into overtime thus far. Mm. Last night showcased so much dazzle and so much majestic hockey play that it also brought into another factor that I think we all assumed could happen in hockey, but was actually being alleged to be happening in hockey. And that is just like the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field grow that grass real tall to make people slow. Sure. And just like how Heinz Field will never have turf because that grass is to slow people down when you come play in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a sloppy track. Allegedly, last night, the entire world is alluding to the fact that although Tampa Bay is probably 200 degrees right now. Yeah, at least. 150% humidity. Yeah, Ooh. roasty toasty. We lived down there for like six months, like one day a week, literally <laughs> for six months straight. And it was landing, you landed in a sauna mm -hmm. in the middle of summer. So maybe it's just the weather. I mean, the air conditioning at my house can't keep up with this Indiana heat that I have. So maybe it's just the weather down there getting to the ice. But it felt like a lot of people were alleging to the fact that the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning wanted that to be a muddy track to slow down that avalanche team. Which leads me to think that maybe the boys are fucked when it gets back to Denver. If they can't slow them down in, they're going to lose. But I got nothing but faith in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not only because big rigs flying around searching his fourth straight lordo but because Vasilevsky was staying on his fucking head last night doing everything and that means good news is coming for the Tampa Bay Lightning let's go to the toxic table today that looks vastly different than what it normally looks like mm. at Boston Connors here with an incredible mullet how are we doing you look fantastic thank you, you look great too nice chains I can hear myself in my ear now, Zeet. So whatever you did, you did something that is <laughs> that is good. That is good news. There is a that's tough to do, by the way. Yeah, I felt like a national anthem it's singer so, in a stadium right ooh, there. Sure, I could not hear what I was saying. No bueno. Or couldn't hear what. You want to test that thing, Zeet? It's not working. Oh, thought we were back. Can't talk to the back, but I can't hear me, which is good. Okay. Step in the right direction. Halfway yeah, it there. Is. I was, was kind of there. Thunderdome is just 40 yeah, some days away. Here we go. Can't wait for that. Thank you for uh, the compliment. We, we are going into a three-day weekend. Here we go. Uh, but I think it couldn't come at a better time because this is no offense to our friend Nick Marauder mm -hmm. here. But if you look at the toxic table, there is obviously one very different-looking individual mm -hmm. there. That person that's sitting at the toxic table is normally behind the audio, you know, kind of configuring how loud, how soft how muted we are at different times. Sure. That is kind of a role that he has bought into greatly, but today he has to try to fill the skates of a champion mm. who has saddled the horse of toxicity for some time on a microphone because today 
is a day, I believe, in which the the baby adventure will begin for Tasha. Here we go. Yeah. Huh? Here we go. Come on, Ty. So Ty is currently with his lovely wife. Mm-hmm. I believe they are awaiting the baby to come wow. any moment now. And I just want to say to Ty that we are incredibly pumped for you and Caitlin. Uh, every single resource that this office has uh the ability to get you have for your beautiful baby that is coming. I think you're prepared. I think you're going to be a great dad. And we're going to miss you for the next few weeks as the, you know, paternal love for that baby is shown through mm-hmm. on the minute yeah. to minute basis because <laughs> I've heard these little drunk things have a mind of their own. <laughs> uh, but Ty, we will certainly miss you, pal, and congrats uh, and good luck. Good luck, Ty. Uh, in his place, Nick Moraldo. Nick, great to see you. Hey. Happy to be out here. Going to do my best. Knock the cement out of my skates to fill Ty's shoes. I know I can't beat Ty. I'm just going to be me out here, though. Oh, yeah, because yeah. if you're trying to be Ty, you'd be trying to be somebody else other Film than yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're, not, if you're not yourself, who are you? You're fucking nobody. Exactly. Fraud. And that's what people need to know. You're not no nobody. You're currently a member well, of the toxic table. That's oh, not yeah. what everybody says, but uh, I'm okay with that. Nobody's saying you're a nobody. Now you're a country club. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That place is gorgeous. Hey, thanks for coming out yesterday, boys. It was a pretty good round. Yeah. I think Pat is going to rip up Tahoe and surprise some people. Some of those real gaffers out mm-hmm. there are going to be in for quite a shock. We chatted about this a little bit on the course. I think the last few weeks I have made it an effort to play at least yeah. once a week. Yeah. So I was trying to have at least four or five rounds in before I got to Tahoe. Now with Country Club Nick having access to the, maybe the nicest course in Indiana and us having time to get on, this has become quite a treat. I might be able to get on more than four or five times, but we talked about this yesterday. These guys that are retired and their entire lives revolve around their golf game. Just golf. And they're waking up in the morning and they're on the putting green and then they're on the driving range and then they're having lunch, then they're watching film, then they're playing around, then they're finishing on the putting green. Only motivation to live. That's what every day of their life is (laughs) this. This is it. I, I can't. I was away from my family for like 15 years whenever I was playing my sport, and now I'm supposed to just drop back into being around them every day. I can't do it. And also, this kind of scratches the competitive itch yep. that people have. Yep. The game is, you're never going to be perfect, so there's always something to get better at. And a lot of guys that are uh, ultra competitive and obsessive over that have turned to golf. And a lot of these guys are golfing in the Tahoe thing. Mm-hmm. Most. If I beat any of them, which there is a chance, I think, at this point. Oh, yeah, for they sure. Are going to, that's going to be something that they will take with them into the driving range, into the putting green, into their rounds, literally for the next 362 days or whatever. Yeah. And, and that's the goal. I'm trying to go in there and beat one of the retired guys that plays every single fucking day of their life. I don't know if it's going to be possible. Goff is a tough game because I'll find myself in a situation that I have no idea what the right answer is. I, I've never attempted this shot before. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting downhill sideways in some heather. Okay, what well, the golf fix told me middle of the night while I was watching, kind of boozed <laughs> up and high. Here we go. That this is going to turn to the left, I think, so I got to aim a little right. Yep. I think I need to choke down. Like the amount of that things that are going to be running uh-huh. through my head while I'm golfing out there is going to be astronomical, and I'm going to look like I'm going to have some bad shots. But I think I'm going to play pretty good out there. Now, we have to remember that the man who joins us in the second hour most days when he's not on vacation, which has become something. Yeah, every other week. I mean, I think we are the only stooges that don't, though, in the middle of summer for working people. I think people at jobs take summer off. We're we're chomping in the game. Yeah, stewards. Stewards Stewards What are we supposed to do? If not us, then who? Exactly. We're back. Let's go, Jeets. We're back. Wow. Two for two. That was some of the – you know, it will never compare – uh, so I don't want to act like that. 
But you know that video where there's like a baby who's like deaf or something? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. put first implants time. on it in the first time hearing mm-hmm. and it's like Cockler. maybe the most like emotional stuff of all the time. You're like oh, so yeah. happy. Yeah. What an incredible reference. Thank you. That is kind of what my brain just <laughs> felt whenever heard I could hear me again. Because oh, yeah. I was dipping in and out and I couldn't really hear anything. I was just talking. Um, that was unbelievable. Thank you, Zito. That's baby Z. Z was on his hands and knees on the phone getting this thing figured out. Back Who'd awesome. you call? Who'd you have to call? I usually call the people who help set it up. Sound guys? That's yeah. I'm happy they answer. They're not doing anything on Thursday, June 23rd. That is, <laughs> Jeez. That is great news. That they got Mike? That's, uh, no, is it Big Mike? Is that Big Mike? Uh, Jake. Hey, thank you, Big Jake. Jake. Let's go, Jake. Why did it happen? Did Jake tell us why it happened so it won't happen in the future? No, it just something uh, might have been the power outage. Messed it up. Set it back to factory mode. Yeah, so we had oh, to reprogram oh, it. That fucking kills us, dude. Hey, that kills us. Because it's not. there's literally nothing you can do because when it, the power cuts to it immediately, it shuts off, and some of them just reset back to factory mode immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're, we're promised this building's on generators, too, and it, Obviously isn't. Yeah, it's a stupid goddamn lover that anybody can pull around the corner. That's the real problem. And we're supposed to have generators, though, but the generators also do not. No. They don't don't work. They don't kick in for a certain amount of time. By that time, that thing's already. Yeah, already reset. Oh, we're fucked forever. So, well, no, no, no. As soon as we get Anyways, whatever. We're back. Hey, thank you, Zito. Good boy, Z. Yeah, we will have the power thing on much better protected. Yeah, lock and key. It's, or maybe just not even put up there, you know. <laughs> I don't. I, not, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> it never, is comical what it is, and we still have to be here for another month or so. So I don't yeah. want to pump this too loud. No. but it's a fucking cartoon outside on yeah. how you turn the building on and off. It's legit like Star Wars. They built something that you could shoot something in the Death Star and blow us up the whole building. What? Well, I don't know about that reference. Like why, why build that part? It's okay, more like the it. original yes. Jurassic Park, where to get the power to the park back on, they had to run from the command center to the other side of the park Raptors. through a jungle filled with dinosaurs. It makes is, no sense. It is literally a switch that just, you have to know where the part of the building is. Mm-hmm. And it is a little bit difficult to get to that part of the building. But if you happen to get to that part of the building somehow... There's just a switch that's painted bright red mm-hmm. that is like this. This size almost. Basically. Ba- basically this size. And it would be impossible. If you happen to get to that part of the building, by the way, probably a little boozed up, probably lost. Mm-hmm. And if you saw a big red switch that was like this and said, like, don't touch, power to whole building, like 100% chance you're going to go, well, <laughs> Try this. And then the whole building just out. It's like, oh, my God, that was actually... How this was designed? It's really the Achilles heel of the of the building. Uh, there's numerous weaknesses. Yeah. I assume bums right. see that lever too. You're right. And they're just like, oh, I gotta pull that fucking thing right now. No way they would put this in same world I live. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh wait, they did. If that was me, like, I don't know. Let's say I'm at West Virginia. Sure. Having a good time. A young uh-huh. A young penny pitchers. A young yeah, penny pitchers just happened. Yeah. And they shut down, you know, every bathroom in the city at midnight. And Penny Pitchers sure. runs till midnight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to happen upon an alley or something every once in a exactly. while. Exactly. If I'm walking down that alley to go piss and hopefully read uh, my roommate and good friend, Amanda, was in my wedding. 
Uh, he says he'll keep an eye out for me for that alley. He doesn't have to go piss in another alley, mm. you know, like while that's happening. Mm. So there's no, there's no cops coming down there saying, hey, what are you doing down there? Well, you saw me walk out of Penny Pitchers. There's no bathrooms. You know exactly what I'm doing yeah. down here. But if I was happening to walk down that alley, like the way this is set up, what? I don't know. 100% chance? Oh, yeah. It's Please do not pull this 10-foot-long lever. Like, they make it appear as if you're launching a <laughs> nuclear weapon. Mm -hmm. And you're, you think to yourself, there's no way this is really how this building is doing it. Like, and then the person turning it back on has to have a key, and then... <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it, all right? It's made in, like, the 1980s, probably. How does it happen? I, it doesn't make any sense, because I know for a fact that sometimes when you go out back there, if you have to walk to the gas station or throw out the trash because Herbie's on vacation, that you have to, you'll see the door wide open right there, and any bum can just walk in. And it's next, it's next to a dumpster where they're all sleeping, too. Well, geez, listen, take it easy on the bums and the dumpsters and everything like that. Indianapolis is a fascinating place right yeah. now and has been for a little bit. But that is that seems to be a flaw of our building. Anyways, follow-up. Flaw of our schedule in the incredible life that we get to live, talking into a microphone yep. so much all the time. Mm -hmm. It is not easy just going on a golf course, especially with all the other uh -huh. stuff going on. But I feel like we're getting real working. And AJ and I, what is that? Twenty five thousand dollars to the person and twenty five thousand to charity. To charity, yeah. That's a fifty thousand dollar thing happening out there at all. Mm -hmm. He's been there before. He's done the whole golf in front of that many people who could potentially get sniped by a golf ball. Yeah. I mean, that is the biggest thing I'm thinking about. Like, oh. yeah, like, but he stinks. You're actually good. Yeah, but I haven't been. I've haven't been in a situation where there's a funnel. Yeah, you get better yeah. there, though. Yeah, and you've never warmed I up. I should, yeah. I got two questions, though. I think I should. At Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. About the, Don about the golf. Yeah. You were talking about being in the heather and being on the slope, down the slope, left, right, whatever. Does it, first question, does it comfort you when you put your head down on your pillow at night knowing that you've an experienced caddy that can give you these answers? Well, Connor exactly. ain't going to give me those answers. No, okay. I've been there. So, Walked the course 18,000 times in my brain. I, me too. Uh, but that doesn't help with, like, shot selection. Yeah, something. but Francis, we met. We're just, you know, we're locked in. We don't see anything but the hole. We don't see the fans on the side of the, on the, side of the course. You yeah, but what he was talking about is when I'm on the side of a fucking hill like this, mm -hmm. and it's like, what club should I use? The good news is Foxy will be tailing. Oh, okay. Exactly. He's got you. And Foxy will be with us, mm -hmm. as will Nick. Nick will be there as well. He's got you I too. think we'll be – I think we're going to be updating all – for every single. Oh, like the tiger yes. tracker. Yeah, I think it's nice. going to be like that with videos. And we found a tr uh, tracer. We found a ball tracing app that is. It's uh, a bit Mickey Mouse. Pretty but. Mickey Mouse. What they're marketing as a golf tracing app. Let's is get not, you a better one. Well, we're going to try. I don't. I don't know how much we're going to try. You like, should change your account to Pat Tracker for that week. No, but it's not just me though. It'll be whoever's in my group. Yeah. Well, people aren't going to be happy about that. Do they care? So I don't think nah. anyone on the internet cares about anyone else in your group. I think we're also putting a free-to-play uh, oh, okay. up for so how I do. It. Here we go. Now we go. I think there's going to be a shit ton of money up for it, too. How much is going to be up for that? By the way, sitting in for Nikki Skates on the audio with an incredible mustache right now. Yeah. And also, fresh out of an $8,000 hit last night on a parlay. Congrats, Bruce Brown. Thank you very much. Bruce, how much money are we giving away on that free-to-play? Has that been discussed yet? Have we figured that out? Um, I don't know if it's been nailed down. Where, what are you thinking? Maybe like oh, I think 100? Like 200? Why? Why? 350? Probably 250, right? Mm. Quarter of a million? Hell yeah. Feels like that feels like the right one. Right. Should it be? That's tasty. Three rounds, 75 each day. Nope, that's not, that doesn't add up to 250. I think it has to be total. Yeah. So people, oh, but maybe each day it could be yeah. too. It's like birdie on day one, birdie day two, birdie day three. Yeah. 
how many bogeys, how many double bogeys. You'll be paired with different people, like if you beat this person or that person, like A.J. Hawk, for example. I think I'm golfing with him Friday, right? Uh, that was, from yes. my understanding, that's the day that you get paired with people you know. Yeah, okay, and good. then you get grouped Saturday and Sunday. Score. And Thursday is a fucking nightmare. But we, hey, we're out there learning. Exactly. exactly, we're just trying to get around and see where we're going to be. Anyways, AJ will join us in the next hour. He's got to be shaking in his fucking oh, Ohio yeah. boots. Yeah, he's going to suck. Every video that we're putting out there. It, <laughs> I did not expect golf to uh, I did not expect golf to happen the way it's been happening the last few times I've gone out there. I'm looking at where I want to hit the ball to, and I'm putting the ball there. Yeah. Will that continue? We shall see. I honestly didn't expect you to play this much either. If I knew, I knew if you played this much, you'd be good. I'm starting to enjoy it. Oh, you know how much fun awesome. these fucking pro golfers have to have? Yeah. Uh, when oh, they go out to the cool. course and they're just looking and they're like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I've done it the last few times I've yeah. won out. It is a blast. Mm-hmm. What a treat. What a treat. What a, I would like to put... Uh, I should probably hit this a little bit further. Seems like the uh, little bit of a upslope on the green for me. So if I hit this a little bit past there, it should come oh, out. Yeah. Let me clear out the grooves. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me clear out these grooves real quick. Well, that's, your, real. that's your caddy's response. He's supposed to have a wet towel. Well, he was also we golfing yesterday. This. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, we did discuss the wet towel and the tools that we will have. At the turn, do you guys get fillets at the country club or instead of hot dogs? So we have not hit a turn yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you've been playing nine. nine holes. But I assume fillets? At Nick's Country Club, there's 27 holes. Okay. <laughs> no big deal. Two turns. <laughs> so there's there's three nines. Could be two turns. We've played on the same course every time. And by the way, when I was a member, same course every time. I don't think I've played the other 18 holes that they have there. Why is that? You think we they why I is think, it? I think we like to run a little later than most people. I think a lot of people are out there early, and the other courses are the early tee times. We get the we're running with the night owls. We're going late night, and that's only the one nine. But I like that nine. I do. I love it. I fucking love golf. We have some breaking news in the college football world. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, the family that is synonymous with incredible quarterback play all the way from the New Orleans Aints, which Archie changed the whole game. Uh-huh. Then Peyton and Eli, the Manning cast, the Manning family business, everything about them is uh, synonymous with great football play. And when we learned about this other Manning dog coming through the high school ranks, Archie Manning, son of Cooper Manning. Mm-hmm. Cooper Manning, the most athletic Manning, oh, allegedly fuck. by all of the Mannings that you speak to, had some injuries and things happened, didn't make it to the NFL, was a wide receiver. Archie Manning, his son, has grown up in the Manning Football Academy. Yeah, that's right. Is more athletic than Peyton and Eli, has been watching like NFL film since middle school, is dominant in seven on sevens and in high school, can run, can dunk, can move. Might be the best Manning ever. Yeah. Has been an official commitment for college. Wow. He is going to the University of Texas. Holy shit. Hook him horns. Hook him. Congrats to Texas and Sarkeesian for having another Mac Jones at quarterback. If you remember, Sark was running an NFL offense at Alabama when he was having all his success. Obviously, post the other situations he had had in the past, it seems like he had gotten past them personally and professionally. Became offense coordinator for Alabama. They were running NFL plays, motions and reads and everything like that. Mac Jones was able to pick it up like this. Boom! 
dropped in the middle of nowhere, had the best season he's ever had. Now he's having success in the NFL because of the comfort that he's had running an NFL-style offense. Archie Manning has been an NFL quarterback since he was in seventh grade. Yes. Sark has to be super pumped. Uh -huh. The people of Texas have to be pumped. I don't know what the NIL deal is worth. Obviously, the Mannings don't need it, but I assume it was something. <laughs> Congrats to all parties. That's not great for the Big 12 now or the SEC in the future. Yeah. And this has to lead to a conversation of us saying, I would not put it past Texas to choose to join the SEC because the Manning family said, hey, it's different down here. Mm -hmm. If you want Archie, he ain't going to the fucking Big 12. No way. Archie's going to the SEC against the best, playing with the best. Texas like, fuck it. All right, we'll go to the Fine. We've been we looking for a reason anyways. Oklahoma, Texas allegedly going next year. Cincinnati and other teams going to the Big 12. What does that mean for the Big 12? Who knows? Archie Manning, though, congrats to him and congrats to Texas. Yeah. Burnt orange out there. Oh, yeah. Doing their thing. I'm in Austin tomorrow. I'm sure the place is going to be pumped. Uh, oh. Yeah, he'll be in the SEC, I believe, his sophomore year. Um, mm -hmm. And then this is a uh, question. The, the number one recruit, Quinn Ewers, who went to Ohio State. Cool. And then, and then transfer from Ohio State. Back He's at Texas. Texas. Mm. He'll probably just transfer tomorrow. Yeah, let's go to West Virginia, kid. <laughs> oh, come home. Bring him in. Come on home. Joining us now is a man who has found home in the world of success in basically everything he's ever tried. Oh, yeah. Obviously, movies and what? music. What? And not only acting, producing, and writing, and creating, and everything you could potentially think of in the entertainment business, moving into the world of sport, creating a new league in a new sport. Going into its fifth season just tipped off last week. Damn. The big three is fucking crushing it. Oh, uh, yeah. Five seasons of this thing? Nothing lasts five seasons. Great basketball. Though. And that's because the person that was behind it has a big old brain. Ladies and gentlemen, Ice Cube. Yeah! Yeah, what's up, y'all? Hey, sorry we kept you. Doing? Hey, I appreciate you joining us. Archie Manning just signed with Texas. We had to cover it real quick. That's breaking news. But anytime Ice Cube's on, we're fucking pumped, dude. Hell yeah! Hey, thanks for coming back. That's right. How are you? I'm good, man. You know, um, like you said, we into our fifth season, and uh, we off and rolling. Had a great week one, going into week two this weekend. How much are you hands-on with the week-to-week -week of the big three, Ice Cube? I mean, five seasons is something that is impossible. Everything gets canceled now. You know, everything gets canceled. Everything doesn't have a, a lasting effect on society, it feels like, because people get bored and move on. Are you hands-on day-to-day, and how proud of this whole thing are you? Could you think back five seasons ago and imagine this amount of success? Man, I'm hands and feet on. Okay. Like, <laughs> it takes it takes everybody skill, you know, working at a high level, 15 hours a day to really get this um, into the fifth season. You know, it's an incredible league. Um, you know, the league is the biggest three-on-three -three league in the world. Uh, so at the end of the day, you know, we're doing the work and no league lasts five years. You're right. You know, most leagues, yeah. you know, they fizzle out. They don't even last a year. Uh, so to be in our fifth season, we're extremely proud. Um, but, you know, there's still a, you know, a mountain of work to do to really get this league where we want it to be. In our world, in the football world, I mean, literally five leagues have fallen after one year in the last couple years. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very difficult mm -hmm. to start something new in the sports business. Now, a lot of businesses trying to get into the sports world. You're currently doing business with... Um, 
uh, CBS and Paramount Plus, Vire Network, and DAZN. Let's go, Damn. dude. Hey, we're yeah. fucking everywhere. We're hustling out there. How? What's the next step, you think, for the big three? What's, what are you guys looking to do next? I mean, you know, we're still grinding to bring in more sponsors, more partners, you know, more people who believe in the league long term. Um, and, you know, it's, it's definitely an uphill battle. You know, those other leagues coming and going – didn't help us you know um <laughs> you know we we kind of wish they never would have <laughs> tried it yeah, yeah. you know it's like either you know you you got the ingredients to make it work or you don't and we believe we got the ingredients and um here we are you know we did get hurt by the pandemic 2020 um i think everybody you know had to figure out what they was going to do and adjust but we came back in 21 here we go again in 22 and uh, getting off to a great start. Hell yeah. We can't wait to watch. Uh, we would like to get into some sponsorship for the big three, if possible. Wouldn't mind doing that. I uh, would love to come have Come on with it. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, I will get into business with Ice Cube. I, I feel like that's a successful business to get into. And let's talk about a, maybe a new business venture. Big, big, big sub woofer in the back. Like, what's up? Yeah, the yeah. windows at the frame. It's a party when I pull the big banger, dude. Fucking bang. How big are we going with that? Are you guys going to continue to go into the studio? Are we getting more albums, more tours, more everything out of Mount Westmore? Without a doubt. Yes. You know, um, Let's go. It is great, you know, to be able to hook up with three other legends like uh, Too Short, E40, and Snoop Dogg. And, uh, We've been friends for, man, 25, 30 years, and to be able to still do music together. You know, we've done songs with each other, but here we go with a whole project, touring the country, uh, selling out arenas. It's just a great time to be with those dudes. Uh, I cherish it every time. I mean, banger, though. Hey, that song's a mm. fucking banger. You know, like, sub. I mean, that banger of a song i assume there's more on the way we feel good we got more bangers in the chamber right now with mount westmore without a doubt you know we dropped something in the nft world but we're gonna we hit it in the metaverse we're gonna drop it in the universe <laughs> and uh you know we got about 50 songs cocked and loaded already cool. i think he's, that's hilarious that is unbelievable how do you have time to make 50 songs with a new group mount westmore okay run the big league into five seasons. You have two movies currently in production, post-production and pre-production, two in each of those. Um, you've got a tour going on. Are you a robot? You you never sleep? What? How is, what is your, because nobody ever talks about, hey, what, how does Ice Cube manage to fucking do everything? How do you manage to do everything? Uh, I'm blessed, you know, to be able to, to for, first of all, do so many different things. Um, you know, I got a great team of people with me and we just do proper planning. You know, you can get a lot of cheat if you just plan everything out, you know, perfectly. Uh, we don't get it up. We don't get it right every time. But at the end of the day, you know, we do get a lot of great things done. And uh, I appreciate it. I wouldn't have it no other way. You know, if I was just stuck in one thing, you know, I'd probably go crazy. Yeah, what is, is, do you get fulfillment out of all of them? Because music was your first love. If Mount Westmore goes, do you feel better about that? If the movie that you may be acting but don't write does good, you don't feel as good because you wrote it. Like, is there fulfillment in everything that you accomplish? Yeah, you know, I just, I'm a, a creative person. Uh, so when I'm creating something new, you know, whether I do it solo or I do it with a team of people, 
you know, I feel good about it if, if people enjoy it, uh, if it comes out good, even if I just enjoy it, you know, I, I feel good about it. So I think that's what really gets me going to be able to create something new, um, take my time, give people quality um, and do it right and do it, you know, in a, in a class way. Hey, if you ever need like a bland white, you know, for any of these movies you're writing, would love. <laughs> what? You would love. Man, you, you far from bland, dude. You know, <laughs> I, you know I got to get somebody way blander than you, man. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. Let's go full mayonnaise. Connor, your question for Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube. I saw you already <laughs> expanded the uh, big three league with more teams. Do you plan on doing that? And then as far as creation goes, do you kind of feel like you created the three-on-three sport that's now in the Olympics? Well, you know, we, we definitely, um, you know, feel like we had a, a lot to do with it. I wouldn't say create. You know, FIBA has been doing three-on-three for 40, 50 years. Um, but they just do the amateur version of it. Welcome back to that show. 47 minutes into hour one on this glorious Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Let's... Right. Let's go again. <laughs> Listen, the horses went out of the barn. Uh huh. They came back into the barn because a storm came. That storm came in a surge. That surge became a power outage. And even if some of the power to some of these things, because I, I mean, I get a lot of tweets from a lot of people, okay, about how smart they are and how mm -hmm. dumb we are. Of course. And <laughs> it's very valid all the time. But with some of the shit that we have to do this show on a daily basis, if the power goes out for even, a, like, normal power goes out, generator kicks on. But something has to happen for the generator to kick on. I believe it's power goes down, then generator realizes it's on. Yeah. So for that brief moment, though, where there's a hurr before the hurr comes back, that's some of our shit yeah. gets completely fucked. Cut. Just two computers are dead or, uh -huh. or an entire... Um, a rack. rack of rack. shit goes is. out just for a second, and then that resets everything. So we want to extend our deepest apologies to Ice Cube. Of course. Big fan of Ice Cube. Yeah, massive apologies. I am not. I am not pumped about that. And everybody that watches and listens, we apologize for that just dropping out of nowhere. We're forty some days away from the Thunderdome. <laughs> Thank God. And we got power backups on power backups. Yeah. We don't own this building, so I'm not sure we're going to be able to just rewire and repower the building that we are in. Uh, but forty days from now, we do own the Thunderdome. Yeah. And we will hopefully have backups for backups. But I appreciate all the electricians and carpenters that tweet me how much sure. smarter mm -hmm. uh, they are than. Us when this happens, they thought about stuff you haven't. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not happy this happens. No, uh, but such is life. Yeah. Let's move along. We missed out on a great ending of a conversation with Ice Cube. I'm not happy about it. Is it a quinky dink that Bruce Brown's on the audios and yeah. then I know where just all the power drops? It's up? the only way it could be with that electricity just, of that mustache. Mm -hmm. the same thing. With the electricity of that mustache, is that thing potentially radiating to the rack back there in yeah. the server and shutting everything down? Maybe. Who knows? Guy wins eight thousand last night on a plus five thousand some bed, and all of a sudden the electricity is just going through his body That's and shutting much. us down. I want to let you know I respect it, hate it at the same damn time. That mustache mm -hmm. is a better conductor than copper. You're goddamn right. That's right. Okay. Copper's legit. Hey, that's a good science experiment you just chatted about right there. Well, I, I actually uh, installed some new light fixtures last night, too, so I, I was dealing with some copper wires. Wow. So, you know. A lot of electricity in here today. Was it you? 
No, no, no. I always Still test this. I always test it. Like, make sure you test it before you fucking start touching the wire. So let's go through it here. Let's just go through it. Kamaru Usman was cutting a great promo. Yeah. Unbelievable. About what he feels like when he's walking to the cage. Mm-hmm. And we get most of it. We get most of it. And then the, the ending on it, kind of the, yeah. the bow on top, exactly. boom, cuts out of nowhere. Bumped. Not happy about it. That terrible. was a great promo. Massive fire was happening. Explosions and shit was happening. Nothing we could Don't do. Don't want there. him to be angry. Either. Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A couple of the computers go back to uh, factory mode because right. power out, outage again. Straight into it. Sets it back to factory mode. Only one camera worked. Yeah. We prepared for that for four days. That's the most we've ever prepared for a show in history. Boom, complete shit show. And now with Ice Cube on, going into season five of the big three, out of nowhere, uh, power out on this part of the building, not the other part of the building. Yeah, ridiculous. Why doesn't it happen when we're talking about nothing and AJ's on here being toxic mm-hmm. yeah. trying to ruin exactly. things? Yeah, that makes you question a lot of things, doesn't it? It's only when there are unbelievable conversations happening. Well, let's dive into another one. The Seahawks allegedly still in the running yeah. for Baker Mayfield. Here we go. Albert Breer told us, and Albert Breer is the author of Monday, Monday Morning, morning quarterback, quarterback, which comes out on Mondays in the morning. In the morning. Sometimes. That one time, really oddly, it didn't come out till like 4 o'clock. Yeah, it was just Monday afternoon. He might have had a power shortage show sure. in the uploading, okay. and it had to come out in the afternoon. Fair. But anyways, Albert Breer told us, look for these mini camps that all take place, and then teams to get back into business uh, or stay out of the business. Everybody wants to see what they have, how the rookies look, how the team looks, how the quarterbacks that they're thinking about going into the season look. Seattle Seahawks currently re-signed Geno Smith, traded for Drew Locke within Russell Wilson trade, and everybody's assuming that that maybe is still an open competition who's going to be the quarterback. Albert Breer said, look for after mandatory minicamp. Now, Josina Anderson is basically tweeting that. I'm told the Seahawks still have a high level of interest in acquiring quarterback Baker Mayfield and behind the scenes are open to contractually extending him. So that's a big deal. Per league sources, I also know that the process of collecting information and insights into Mayfield is still ongoing. So them being open to contractually extend him is telling them, although maybe the Browns and us don't want to pay you $18.5 this year we can redo a contract here give you another two years on the back end of this thing so you're not a 20 million dollar cap hit we can make it a little bit lower and you still get guaranteed 18 20 million dollars over the three years four years i don't know if that's exactly what it is but that would make sense if the seattle seahawks were offering that up because then that would go um that would be able to combat the thought that nobody wants to pay the 18 and a half million and the browns it sounds like they don't want to pay more than $10 million or $11 million of that 18.5. So if no deal is to be made anywhere else, the Seattle Seahawks go, boom, I'm going to show you scum real quick. Can we just offer them a three-year deal, do the whole uh, two-year void, and then extend this entire thing, then we don't have to worry about who's paying what? Seems like the right idea. Seems like a good decision. Baker Mayfield in Seattle could be fantastic, especially with the electricity of that crowd and the way Pete Carroll operates, right? Feels like that would be a good match. Like, hey, let's compete, let's yeah. compete, let's compete. Let's have a day. I just want to go. Uh, we don't know how and why it happened the way it happened happened in Cleveland maybe Seattle's the right spot maybe this is the right way to get a deal done I love whenever people go outside the box to get a deal done to make something happen that they think will make them better will it pay off in the end we shall see let's, let's ride into some more sports talk I can't believe that I survived another full week here <laughs> hell yeah uh, the toxic table is joining me at Boston Connor and Nick Moraldo sitting in place of Ty who is currently on baby watch here we go Ty here we go Ty come on now Ty and Kaylin proud of you guys go get them good luck congratulations yeah you can do it 
Uncle Pat's going to spoil the shit out of this thing. <laughs> Mount up. Mount up. They got to be so nervous, huh? Oh, my God. I bet. I can't imagine what they're going through right Ty's now. Ty's probably shit his pants five times today. Yeah. Well, I've been doing a lot of that since adding this into my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it helps. It's nice to take an explosive dump every once in a while, right? Every once in a while, I guess. Yeah, but whenever it's starting to become like a, yeah. a two. A 330 thing. Code red. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it is a real interesting thing. I have fallen in love completely, though, with the old ice coffee. So you're doing two a days with those two? Two. More? You're going more than Yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Went at the house. This right? is how Connor started. Connor started with those big boys yeah. iced coffees, and then he switched to just a normal coffee drinker. Yeah, I've just been doing the normal coffee because the one place I went to, let's just say it seemed like they were watering down their, you know, their products. So I kind of <laughs> just stuck to the uh, morning Keurig, and then you know, one Celsius, four coffees. Why not? This is just delightful, and I think it's supposed to cut out my appetite too a little bit. Oh yeah, suppress. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's because when you go to the bathroom, the explosion is like, oh, I don't want to eat too much because I don't want to have to do that with actual things in my stomach. Is yeah. that what the appetite suppressant is from coffee that's part of it and it's just such a stimulant that uh your body's jones and so you're basically just doing luge all day yeah and then you you don't really have a need to eat you're just ready to go yeah i'm jacked up man it's great to be here i'm so excited that it's thursday june 23rd and i'm so excited that two people in this office hit massive parlays last huge we've chatted about the mustache bruce brown who's currently sitting in for nick at the audio he won eight thousand last night on a plus five thousand something and ten digs won uh multiple thousands of dollars last mm-hmm. night on a big parlay and he did it in a fashion that i didn't know existed a round robin yes. sixes uh so what is this what were the odds you hit and you hit for four grand last yeah. night let's oh, go tony. tone 112 bucks for 3800 that's a great turnout so there, as you guys know i am a self-handicapping son of a bitch i also do that with my gambling as well okay i'm not just going to put an eight leg parlay in there and expect that to hit because i don't have that confidence in myself so a round robin is a way to do it now it did it did it did yeah it did but you know that's rare so i do uh something called round robin where you can pick anywhere from if you do an eight leg say like i did you can pick anywhere from seven six five all the way down to two okay so you don't have to go eight no you could go six and two last night and that still would have won now if i would have went five and three i would have lost and would have lost all my money but you could have had fives yes i could have had five times um but the payout the payout is not as good like we both hit eight leggers his payout was a lot better because I self-handicapped myself, so the odds aren't as good. But you don't have to go eight. No, you can go six and two and still make a, still make a, a pretty decent payout. Well, wow, thank you to Fando for that option, and congrats to you. Thank nice you. job, Tony. How's Goomp doing? Are you talk, uh, chatted with Goomp much? How is uh, how's he gambling? And how's life with him right it's now? It's baseball, so uh, he's always. I mean, he's he's about as sturdy as they come when it comes to the diamond. Okay, yeah. okay that man can fucking bet the diamond. Footy, and the diamond. And the diamond. Right. Yeah. Two, those are really the two sweet spots. Uh, as far as personal, like he's keeping that tight to the vest still. Yeah, me too. He's got a trip. He's got a trip coming up, I think. I heard about that. Mm-hmm. We won't hear about it, though, until it's happening. Oh, you know? yeah. Possibly until it's over, I think. Maybe. No, the whole world will know when it's happening, right? Don't you think? I, I see. I think they're just going to post one little sweet photo on you know, Twitter or Instagram, and then that's all we're going to hear until oh, it's back. Oh, I was thinking like a webcam live. Uh, please i hope what's he do torn a f- uh, facility for weapons of mass destruction or? or maybe i think he's just handling weapons of mass destruction but <laughs> i don't know joining us now <laughs> is a man who's a Alley-oop. college football national champion a super bowl champion a Ryder cup champion a COVID survivor private plane survivor yep. and a man who takes more vacations uh because he's earned them well aj Hawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh! 
What's up, pal? What are you talking about, Connor? What's Connor talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? What I am think I they're talking going about? shooting. I believe I caught in go... the very. I caught the very end. What's he talking now, about? Now you're there the whole time. I heard. Uh, yeah. He is. He's talking about they're going to a gun range, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fire oh, off some weapons, maybe like a you know one of those big old uh, cannons. Cannon. There it is. A rocket launcher. Yeah, microphone's not on. The um, <laughs> the uh, the whole Bruce. thought yeah. of that weekend though that goomp is going to have is absolutely magical yeah. you know is it going to take place we don't know are they actually going to fall in love yes they More already i think we've seen the beginnings of a couple falling in love yeah, really I, I, don't I told, force it I told goomp hey take her to windsor take her to windsor you get married right there you walk right across the bridge into detroit <laughs> you drive on to indy here we go you got a new life Okay. Now, from what I've heard, that is it's very possible. That's potentially on the table. <laughs> yeah. What you just mentioned there, and uh, congrats, all parties. We love love. Don't want to force it too much. We love love though, uh, and uh, can't wait to see Gumpy back as soon as possible. Just like Ty. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ty's gonna be gone for the next few weeks, man. We're on baby watch right now for Ty. So did he like have to go in? Like, is she in labor? They're I inducing today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know what that Schedule. means. Because the due date was last week, and now they. Uh, Today are kind of see, but I heard I looked into it. That might not mean it comes today, no. though. It, it just oh, yeah, it might okay. be some tomorrow. people, will, yeah, some Could people be. will labor for like 24 hours after exactly. they get induced. That's a bad deal, there. It's tough, yeah. But if it was due last week, induced happens, you think that just I mean, I know yeah. nothing, I didn't pay attention <laughs> to health class. You would think that thing's ready to you go, think, yeah. I thought the due date was kind of like a final thing, like hey, it, this is when it's happening. Oh, and no, I, that is not how it works, I guess. Ty sounded ready to stay overnight. Oh, so that's how yeah. he's been chatted. Yes. And is that because Ty's just expecting the worst? If they induce you, they don't let you leave. They don't induce you and let you go. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? If they induce oh. her to bring the baby out, like it may take eighteen hours, but you're not getting induced. Hey, go, go hit up uh, you know, the old Joe's Crab Shack and come on back. <laughs> No, I don't know if there's any Joe's Crab Shacks around anymore anywhere. Uh, rest in peace, I think, with COVID potentially. I don't think you're allowed to eat crab when you're pregnant. Well, forget serious. Mm. Uh, forget, I'm sorry, forget crab. We're back on serious. How you doing, serious? Great to see you. Oh, yeah. We're sorry we lost all power there. Uh, obviously, we were expecting, like, her not to still be pregnant after being induced and leaving the hospital. I, I think what we were <laughs> chatting about is, like, hey, the baby's going to come. Yeah. yeah exactly. baby's going to come. You know what I mean? And Ty's just expecting the worst. Uh, that he's going to be there for numerous days. <laughs> He'll still be there at night if the baby comes. Right. Uh, okay. So either way, he's there. But he was talking pregnancy. Yes. Unless he wants to go home and sleep I, in his I own bed. I heard it was a projected Friday, 2 a.m. That's what he told me. Really? Yeah. yeah that's, said, that's like the Might time. take a while. Might be another 12 hours here. What's up with science? We can't just... That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Is it just a crock of shit like everything else? Yeah, they, they give it the green light, but they, you still got to let it come down the road. That's why I know. Pitocin. It's called Pitocin they give them. What? Thank you. I don't, none of my kids were induced, but yeah. Is that what DeAndre Hopkins had in him? Oh, the Pitocin? None of my kids were induced, but he has a lot well, of I'm just saying, Yeah, luckily, they. yeah, everyone's different. They, yeah, we were lucky. Is that yeah. what was in DeAndre Hopkins? Pitocin? Pitocin. Yeah, sounds, oh, his was the, the old Clemson thing. Pitocin. Uh, we started with an O. Yeah. Anyways, good o luck, Caitlin Ty. Good luck. Yeah, go get good, good luck. luck. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. We will miss you, obviously, and all that, but we can't wait to spoil the fuck out of that baby. Oh, yeah. he, he did come out with DeAndre Hopkins had him. Now, this is coming from DeAndre Hopkins. He, yeah, he admitted it. Yeah, but I don't think the NFL will ever publicly state what's in those tests, right? So guys for a long time were like, oh, it's the penis growing stuff I was taking. I didn't know it was in there. And then guys would be like, it was Adderall. I was having a long weekend or something. And the NFL would never actually broadcast what it was. Osterine. Or Osterine. Osterine. Yes. Osterine. O-S-T-R-I-N-E. 
Remember Clemson's players had an issue before their bowl game however many years ago I remember this. And he went to Clemson, right? Oh, yeah. This is something oh, he, did. he did. yeah. Hopefully before the season starts, maybe we can get the games down a little bit, Deshaun Watson said. It wasn't on me. I'm pretty much a naturopathic person. Uh, what it is was, is it Austrian? O-S-T-A-R-I-N-E. There was 0.1%. Come hey, on. Huh? Hey, hey, found in my system. If you know what that is, you know it's contamination, not something directly taken. I don't take any supplements. I've never taken supplements. I barely take vitamins. So for something like that to happen to me, obviously I was shocked. But my team and I, we're still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, now it goes on and says, Austrian attaches to proteins in the body known as androgen receptors. When Austrian binds to these receptors, it tells muscles probably to grow or repair uh it is a type of drug that is called a selective androgen receptor modulator Whoa. and is often used for athletic performance as well as involuntary weight loss due to illness breast cancer and many other conditions now this uh, pro football talk is that what this is right here this report this i don't think it reading is here just based on the format they use Air's different ArizonaSports.com. That came from. Okay, so ArizonaSports.com got an interview. Wait, by the way, Mike Florio. Hey, Paisan, we got nothing but love for you, man. Yeah, you hell? just you cover football vastly different mm -hmm. than we cover football. Nothing but love. The picture was just what it, I mean. It was what you reported, which was an accurate report, Paisan. I listen. Nothing but love, dude. Do what you got to do. We appreciate the hell out of your reporting there. But DeAndre Hopkins saying it was 0.1 percent. Do you get that information from the NFL? And how do we know at all that, listen, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I understand everything he's saying. But literally everybody that has failed a test has come out and said something's contaminated or I was taking an Adderall. Nobody really comes out and says, yeah, I was just trying to get faster, quicker, recover faster, and beat everybody else. Like, that never happens. Even though DeAndre Hopkins has never done anything that we shouldn't believe what he says, the NFL will never release that information, right, AJ? And will we ever know? No, the answer. No, I know in the I think in the CBA it says like if someone tests positive for they they'll either say performance enhancer or like the street substance of abuse. They don't say uh, whatever you tested positive for. Like if you want to let people know, yes, you're obviously allowed. But it sounds like he has a good case in his appeal. Like if I would assume if he's saying it was 0.1 percent or whatever 0.01 that during the appeal process he got all that information right. Like hey, show we want to see the A sample, the B sample. You have all your people look at it. It, would have, it sounds like you have a good appeal, but I don't know. We're already done with the appeal process. The one quote was, yeah, there's no more appeals, right? It's already over. The one thing is um, when he said, if you know, yeah, if you know what that is, you know it's contamination, not something directly taken, if it's 0.1%. So how come that's not something that's in the CBA then? Like if Doc Is that contamination? Do we know that's contamination? I mean, that's, that's we can only take what DeAndre Hopkins Could it be like... I couldn't, if you had a small amount, like traces amounts of something, it could mean you took it a, a while ago, too. Uh, I'm not saying he's guilty of anything. I'm just Sounds saying like different reasons. That's what the uh, NFL lawyers and the drug people would probably is say. Is he already done, though? Isn't he already done with the appeal process? I thought whenever it came out, yeah, this is final. This is happening. Yeah, and he withdrew his appeal, I thought. Yeah. Because he got, he got, in November, he was made aware, and so they've been in the appeal process for a while. So maybe he's just publicly stating so public opinion is vastly different than everybody just yeah. assuming this guy's eating tremble and sandwiches and shit, you know? Well, why wouldn't he retest, too, if it was that small of a number? Like, does he not become aware of what gets tested for? He's talking about the B sample and everything else like that. He probably had numerous tests since this moment. Well, do you have a... 
do you have a supplement you could go and test all of them and see what may have that osterine in it? That's what you want to do. Yeah, but not only that, how do you You're prove? Still test positive. Yeah, how do you prove that that was what you took too at the time? And is there a picture of you? T- it's yeah. the NFL's rules on sub are not substance uh, performance enhancing drugs have been long. I don't want to say unfair, but kind of fucking unfair because the supplement game in the United States of America is the wild, wild west. So the NFL even tells you that, though. Like every meeting is, hey, what you you are responsible for what goes in your body. Uh, I have a question. What happens if I don't know what's going in because it's not FDA approved, none of these supplements? So what they say on the side of it could not be real at all. Well, you got to know. The companies don't even know. How the fuck am I supposed to? Yeah, you got to know. That's what, sorry, we don't know how to fucking day. Sorry about it, basically, is what the NFL says, right? Am I not accurate in saying that? That's kind of how every single conversation, every single training camp about performance-enhancing drugs has gone that I've witnessed. Absolutely. You're 100% right, but they tell you, you are responsible for whatever is in your body, whether that's a tainted supplement, whatever it is. But they do have a bunch of resources now where if you want to take something, they have a website you can test to see if anything – any banned substances were ever like manufactured in that lab, all of these different things. And like Pepper Burr, still trainer, he was in Green Bay for a long time. He said, he was like, guys, if it works, it's it probably banned. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> I was about to say, same thing going through the coach training room as well. Really? I like brought something in. I'm like, all right, I need to start hitting the weights a little bit. It was off season workout. I'm like, this is the shit I'm going to get on. And uh, one of the guys, just like casual, smart ass in the training room, trainer goes, Yep, not allowed to take that. And I was like, "What? why? What are you talking about? I feel like this is something that everybody takes. He goes, uh, well, does it work? I'm like, I think so. It seems to banned. I'm like, what do you What do you mean? He said, there's a good rule to live by, Pat, while you're here in the NFL. If it works, if it helps you lose weight, uh, gives you a little bit more of a pump, you get a little burn feeling inside your body, there's a 99% <laughs> chance that it is banned on a thing. I was like, well, how's everybody get better, faster, stronger, and everything like that? They're eating the same shit as me? And I'm like, well, you eat pizza and you're a fat fuck, but yes, <laughs> it is kind of that whole thing. The, the, I do feel like the NFL's testing policies for performance enhancing drugs has always been very solid now i don't not always because back in the day there's stories of guys eating steroids in the locker room and everything like that they weren't tested back then yeah i was like in the modern era i think the nfl is pretty solid at testing and finding out what the next thing is that everybody's using to cheat and then getting that on there because every year there was a new something getting added to it that you've never heard of that has an insane name and then it's like oh also found in blah like for instance the deer antler shit yeah when the deer antler shit popped off it wasn't an illegal banned substance at the time then it all becomes public and it's like well that's fine Fucking boom. That one's now on the the whole band substance. You're banned. I remember when, yeah. You're banned, deer antler. You're fucking banned. You're not doing the same thing as goddamn venison meat. Ray. You're fucking vastly different, that deer antler. You know, this magical stuff. But yeah, I remember the next meeting where they said, added to the banned substance list, whatever the scientific term is for that deer antler sp- uh, spray, and going, oh, what's that? And like, well, it's the deer antler spray yeah. that. Who knows how many of you have been using? Oh, I'm like, fuck, who has the intel (laughs) on what is not in the thing and what could be? But it's always a constant game. I think the NFL is pretty good. Honestly, I believe that as somebody that watched and was in there. I've said it from day one on this show and anyone that ever asked me, because people assume everyone's taking steroids in the NFL. And I've said, I don't know how anyone gets away with taking like legit anything that is on the banned substance list. If anyone's injecting themselves with anything, I don't know how they're getting away with it. I'm sure there are some guys doing it in creative ways with nice like guys that are ahead of the system but man i just think the 
the performance enhancing part of it, like they test you a lot. Like I don't know how you get around it. I think um, the now, people- HGH, that's a different story. People yeah. are doing that for sure. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're AJ. drawing blood now. What are, you talking are they about? still drawing blood? Do we yeah. know? And has anybody ever failed for it without just saying, yeah, I'm taking it? Yeah. Probably not. They, they might come to somebody and say, your human growth levels are much higher than everybody else's that we've ever got. Well, that's because I produce it higher. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about it. Do you have any scientific proof that says I fucking don't? No. Fuck off. And, and now if somebody goes... Ah, uh, you got me. I'm so sorry. I think they got it, but I believe the HGH testing has not been foolproof yet. I, I believe there was that was a big deal for a couple of years. Like, oh, they're going to draw blood. Like, you don't want to have to take blood from these dudes. All of it. I think it was three years fighting that. Yeah, because they're like, okay, how do we find a baseline? We need yeah. a baseline number that we could compare these numbers to. Okay, let's just say like a weird numbers. This guy, his HGH level was 800. I don't know if that's how they would label it or whatever. And this guy's is 300. Well, what's your baseline? What do you start at? I don't and, know. And remember, the big fight was. Well, some basic-ass normal fucking doctor humans got something you would think that J.J. Watts is probably higher. Yeah. Just natural by the name. Human growth yeah. hormone. J.J. is J.J. Mm-hmm. and you are you. That was kind of what the NFLPA said through the entirety. And I, I believe the NFL and the NFLPA, and this is an assumption, not an accurate, and I don't want this to be slander or libel to anybody, mm-hmm. but I believe the NFL wants the NFLPA and said, hey, we got to fucking test for it. The whole world is looking at it. Uh, nobody's going to fail because we don't have a baseline, but we have to fucking put it in. And the NFLPA was like, all right, deal. <laughs> fucking draw blood, I guess. You're, you guys are paying for the nurse that's drawing the blood with the piss test as well? Yeah, we'll handle all of that. Okay, you got to do what you got to do. That's what it felt like, didn't it, AJ? That's kind of what it felt like when it was yeah. kind of rolling into the NFL towards the tail end of our careers. Oh, absolutely. That was it was like a big thing. It really was between the PA and the NFL and all this stuff. And I don't know how it ends up. I don't know if they man, we should we got to ask some current players. Hey, what's the deal? Like with that? Are you when's the last time you had to give blood? Do you think any of these current players are on any of the shit that was potentially being used in the past? I feel like nowadays the naturopathic is what DeAndre said. I think that is much more mainstream for like everybody. Like Tordal use. I wonder if Tordal usage, there's always going to be people that take it and are dogs and don't care about what goes in their body. But I feel like nowadays the modern athlete is much more like uh, count your carbs, your sugars, everything yeah. going into your body. I Like there's a lot of people that didn't want the vaccine in their body because yes. they're like everything that I put into my body is calculated from the doctor that I met mm-hmm. with when I was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. drew my blood. I, this is what I'm allergic to. This is, the, this is the optimum amount of calories I'm supposed to take. My metabolic resting rate is mm-hmm. this. I want to hang out with this guy. There's yeah. a lot of those people. There's I know there's there's a healthy mix. You gotta have a healthy balance. I feel like of being instinctual and a real person as well as a little bit of that. Maybe there's gotta be dogs everywhere though that yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, shoot me off. Yeah, AJ Hawk should be the baseline for all current players on HGH testing. If anyone has HGH levels in their body above AJ Hawk, ban them immediately because they are cheating. What do you think? That jawline. Yes. I wonder what mine is. Well, I need to get mine tested. Infinity. Can you do that? Through the roof. <laughs> I think you can get yours tested. Yeah, you can probably get everything tested. I've heard people get, give their blood, and then the doctor comes back and tells them what they should eat, what they shouldn't eat, what oh, their yeah. body's best on. Like, guys swear by it. Have you done that? Yeah, I did. I went to one of those guys, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, and he said, you're heavily, heavily allergic to like, the eggs, chicken eggs that you eat. And I was like, well, I eat like 15 of them a day. And he said, okay, well, you're very allergic. And I, he said, will you... Are you going to stop eating them? And I said, is it going to change my life? And he was like, he paused and he said, yeah, I don't know, actually. He said it, it basically like, he said you're allergic as in like, it inflames 
I snore joints. bad. I can't breathe out of my nose. He said oh. it's inflammation, like in my head and all that. Whatever. Who knows? So you paid this doctor. <laughs> I eat a to ton run... of eggs still. Okay. So you and paid this doctor to run a test. Then this doctor gives you his findings or her findings, and you say, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fucking listen to you." What is that? Well, when I no, I, I I asked him. He said, "Oh, okay. it's like when anyone says, oh, 'Oh, I'm allergic to this,' or I." I can't have gluten. Oh, really? Or, or is it an intolerance or is it just upset your little baby tummy? Which one is it? I need to know. Are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah, and so that's what I asked him with my eggs. I said, uh, allergic, but I still been going about my life thriving. I'll my eggs. Is it going to change my life? And he said, you know what? Probably not that much. I said, all right. Thank you very much. So you've been going through your life thriving. Why'd you even fucking give your blood to the person? That's the point. Because I wanted to know if there was something else. He tested for like 5 billion different foods and different things. Yeah, people change their entire life with that. Joining us now is a man who was in the NBA for a long time, so I wonder if the NBA has the same type of bullshit that NFL players go through mm -hmm. to try to keep their bodies on day-to-day -day much longer season. A lot of running, a lot of traveling. I'd be intrigued to hear his thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast, Quentin Richards. Yeah, What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Hey, Q, sorry uh, you caught us in the tail end of that conversation there. Allegedly, DeAndre Hopkins was on Austrian, which we just learned about. 0.1% is something that happened. Did the NBA, do you guys, there's not a lot of performance-enhancing drugs in the NBA, right? Ever? Has there ever been? Not to my knowledge. I mean, we just go hoop, man. I haven't, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. I, I've never even, I don't even know what Austrian is, whatever that is. That's, that's, that's my first time I think ever hearing that word. So, yeah, I didn't know what it was either. Obviously, AJ did. He is a picture yeah. of performance enhancing drugs over there. He never failed to test. Never failed yeah, to test. Well, someday, or someday I will. Yeah, well, me too, hopefully, <laughs> if we find the right shit. Maybe you need Austrian a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the long ass season, and with the sleep deprivation and the travel and the joints, is there, do you guys, is there any thought to all that? Or is it just, we'll eat, we'll hoop, we'll move on to the next city? Is, it feels like the NBA much more nonchalant when it comes to all that stuff. Yeah, man. I mean, from my knowledge, I mean, the the, uh, the teams and the, a lot of the organizations have been doing a lot of a lot of different things as far as like staying over after games, trying to make sure players get the extra wear, a rest. But uh, that's that's about the extent of it that I know. I think Doc Rivers might have been one of the first guys that when he had Boston, he would have them stay over after the game instead of getting out of there if it, unless it was a back to back, obviously. So I mean, other than that, I haven't I haven't heard too much crazy stuff. I mean, obviously, like you guys talked about nutritionists and different things like that. But any any I I, I hadn't ran across any performance enhancing guys or anything. I hadn't even really heard a lot of stories about that in the NBA. Okay, so us NFL guys on all our trembling sandwiches would go over and fucking wreck shop. Yeah, built different. Thought so, thought so, dude. Wait till you see what a half man, half horse can do. That's what the NFL had there for like. <laughs> Fucking 15, 20 years. They had to make a lot of rules. Uh, Quentin, let's dive into this. The draft is tonight. Huge night for the NBA. Everybody knows yeah. the lottery selection and how this all comes about. It's the most exciting and electrifying way to determine the order of a draft, I think, out of all sports. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody assumes it's rigged because it's the NBA, and everybody thinks everything is rigged. Yeah. But the Orlando Magic have the first pick, then the Thunder, Rockets, Kings, Pistons, Pacers at number six. There's been a lot of jump on who's the favorite to be the number one overall pick. 
Just yesterday, I think, Bonchero out of Duke ran up to the top of all the sports books to be the favorite. This morning, right now, Jabari Smith is minus 480 at FanDuel to go number one overall. Everybody, I think Woj tweeted that the first three are already locked in with Chet Holmgren getting thrown in there. Is there any surprises in this thing? Should we look for um, that to happen? And are these guys that are projected to go top overall, are they just locks to do well in the NBA? Um, I don't, I mean, as far as skill wise, I think all of these guys have the skill and talent to, you know, to be, be able to do well in the NBA. But I, I think we all know it, it, it depends on what's inside of them, man. What's driving them, how hard they're willing to work and how bad they want, you know, a, a great career in the NBA. Because I don't care how much talent you got, if you don't put that work in, your ass going to be out of here or sitting on the bench pretty soon. <laughs> hey, what's the, the biggest thing for these young guys coming into the league? Say they're a top five pick and they come in. Are they, do they all have to instantly become better shooters? I feel like everybody in the NBA is lights out wherever you go. Like, what's the biggest adjustment? Uh, I think the biggest adjustment is just the talent level. I think, you know, when you're in, when you're in college or wherever you come from and you, you, you know, a top five pick, you used to being like a lot better than most of the guys around you. And when you come here, everybody done, done what you already did. And they, they got, you know, they got years in this. So they looking at you like, okay, young buck, what you going to do? And it's, you know, Obviously, some guys can translate and, and, and hit off right away, but that's not, you know, realistic for everybody either. Uh, why do you think there's been so much jump on the sports books on who's going to go one overall? Like the NFL draft, we try to read the GM that's making the pick. We try to read the situation. Then obviously the hype. Is the NBA the same way when figuring out who's going to get drafted? Or is it always like the best player is going to go uh, before the other best players? Because in basketball, you can kind of build around superstars. Yeah, I mean, it's usually unless you have some type of, you know, crazy gap from the, you know, the top guy to the next guy. If it's, if it's guys are kind of similar in talent, it, you would look at what team has the number one pick and what their need is, and then you can kind of gauge off that. I think that's why a lot of people are, are, are saying that Jabari Smith is going to go number one overall to uh, to Orlando because they he, he fits a need because they got a lot of big guys. And he, he too, is a 6'10 big guy, but he's seen as more of a wing player. And, you know, he has the Kevin Durant uh, comparison. So that's that's extremely intriguing. And, I mean, when you look at Chad Holmgren, if they, I would think if they didn't have some of the bigger guys they had, that he would be an option. But they got a lot of big guys, so I don't know how realistic that is for him. Chet, hilarious-looking person, right? I mean, that is – he's a one-of-one, one, right? Doesn't it feel like he's a one-of-one? One no, he is actually not. I was actually at dinner last night, and I saw him and his family. And literally, he has two sisters, the mother, the everybody. You'll see tomorrow at the draft. You will not be saying that he is a one and one or tonight, <laughs> I'm sorry, tonight at the draft. You'll be seeing tonight at the draft. He is he, his whole family is tall like that. He had like two sisters. We were all looking like this is crazy. Like <laughs> like seriously, they all footers. It, it was it was amazing. They're all footers. That's hysterical. <laughs> that is uh, I mean, for the women, that's six footers, but you know, that, that's still tall. It, it was it was crazy. Hey, that's hilarious basketball lingo. Yeah, he's a footer or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like, by the way, the future of the basketball is all footers. I, there's a dude at IMG who's like seven foot four or something. Uh -huh. He's a 15 year old and it seems like he's got handles and now they're learning earlier how to take care of the body and they're getting more dexterity somehow. Back in the day when somebody had a growth spurt, they couldn't walk. They looked like a giraffe for like the maybe the next two, three years of their life. Nowadays, it feels like these seven foot guys, six foot 10 guys have more handle and show. Why is that? And is that the future of the game? Just big guys that can do everything? 
I mean, yeah, I think that's the evolution of it. You, you see these guys, like you said, at a much younger age, at a, you know, being taller, they 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 figuring out their coordination and they trying different things. I mean, I think when you got guys like Joel Embiid, Jokic, you know, Kevin Durant being as tall as he is, and those guys have changed the game. Those you see the big guys growing up, they look at that and they say that I want to do that or I want to be able to handle the ball and shoot jumpers. So they start trying it at such a young age that they they realistically have a good chance to be good at it. And some of them are really, you know, you see the Brandon Ingrams and, you know, the Tatums, and these guys are legit 6'9", 6'10", and able to do everything that guards can do because yeah. they saw these guys coming before them. Hey, 6'9", 6'10", looks a lot different these days, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, 6'9", <laughs> 6'10", six, six, back in the day used to be – other than point, few, point guard now. Used to – this is yeah. – you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, you couldn't even really yeah. – People couldn't even run. They looked uncomfortable. Like, oh, uh, the joint's dead in about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Make and then it. lugging back then down and down the court, you know. I like watching them backpedal. And that, just, <laughs> you know, like nowadays, Tatum, I have no idea. Tatum's six foot Huge. Nine. He is yeah. monster yeah. and he's smooth yeah. and the flu. It's just, it's crazy how the human, you know, body has evolved into the incredible athlete that some people become nowadays. I think it's, Obviously, because of science, and the more we learn, the better it gets. But I feel like the NBA is going to benefit from that type of shit immensely going forward, especially if everybody in Chet's family is a bunch of footers, dude. Yeah, bring them in. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Q Rich, for dudes like Jokic and Luka who are coming from overseas who have already played pro, is there a more uh, kind of advantage to drafting guys like that because they're already in the culture of professional basketball versus guys that are uh, coming out of college? I think all of that's a situational type deal because there's been some guys that's come over from overseas that's been playing pro and they, they didn't really hit off as good as those two. I think those two are extreme scenarios where you're looking at, you know, obviously Jokic being a back-to-back -back MVP and Luka being in that conversation now. So, I mean, I think those two guys were – I think Luka is a super, super rare situation where he came over and he was 100% pro ready. He had played however many years in the pros and had won MVPs and won championships. So, he was a really rare situation where he came over and he feels like the NBA is, a, you know, it's not as physical as overseas in the league that he played at. So, I think he came in a different type of situation. I don't want to take everything back to Chet. He's going to get fucking bodied, though. Wait, who? Chet? Yeah. Oh, listen. The kid is thin. I mean, I'm 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 going I'm gonna reserve that opinion until I see him get out there because <laughs> it is it's, it's it's not the same NBA it was 10 years ago. 10, 10, 15 years ago, I would absolutely say he's gonna get creamed and crushed down in, inside. But I mean, it's a lot of guys that slim and trim and they moving and they figuring it out. So I think if he if he can figure out a way and his body is, if he got that wiry strong thing going, we'll see. He definitely has the, he has the length. He's going to be a threat at the rim on offense and defense, no matter what. He's got that wiry strength going on. Wiry, absolutely. <laughs> I fucking love it. Go ahead, Tone. Q Rich, can you please explain to us how John Wall, well, I know it's guaranteed contracts, but 40 games over the last three years, and he's gotten 47 million this year. Just, is Houston just not want to play him? What's the situation? If you, if you could just explain that to us, please. Well, yeah, I think last year was absolutely a situation where he wanted to play. He came out a couple times. I think, you know, you take your hat off to him because he, he, uh, Houston had young draft picks and young players and basically went totally young. And they told him, you know, that he could have he could have bucked the system and said, nah, but he agreed with them that he would stay away from the team to allow those guys to, you know, find their way and do their thing. And 
having a having a figure like that could kind of you know kind of be intimidating, even if he's not trying to. It sometimes, so I think he he did a, a cool thing as far as from a player standpoint. But then it came to a point where he was like, "Yo, I agreed to go away because I thought you know you guys were gonna make a move for me and I was gonna get to go somewhere. Like I'm I'm ready to play. I was injured before, but like this past season." From everything I heard and know, he was ready to play. He was available to play, but they weren't able to make a move for him. So, I mean, you look at now what's going to come on up on this year. If they can't make a move for him, it's going to be the same situation because he doesn't want to sit out again this year. I mean, usually anybody who follows him on Instagram, you see him. He's been working extremely hard. He looks like he's in great shape. He's, he's looking like he's got his athleticism and things back. So, he's ready to play. So, something has to come to a head here with that. Are the Rockets dumb? What, how is this even – hey, we don't want this – if he's healthy, John Wall, if he's healthy, right? Still a guy. Still a guy? Yeah, he's a guy to me. I think so. Everything he showed me before, you know, before shutting it down, when they asked him not to play anymore, he looked like he was back. And everything I've seen from, you know, social media of him working out, he looked – I mean, I don't take much account of that. I look at how his body is, how his explosion and how his how he's moving and things like that. So I don't try and look and see, like, how, what type of highlights are being shown. I just production value, like, like well, he's back healthy and he looks like he's back physically where he needs to be. And if that's true, I think John Wall can play in this league right now and be impactful. Production value probably pretty high. Made $47 million, didn't do anything last year. Mm-hmm. I saw him play a game of spades, I believe, during an interview. Yep. And he was crushing. Looked like he still had his competitive edge, which I respect. But uh, the Rockets think their culture is so fucking bad that John Wall can't, will, will pay you $47 million not to be around our team? What? What? I thought that type of incompetency only happened in the NFL at some places. Like Detroit. Not now, obviously, with MCDC. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that sounds like a Detroit Lions-type situation there. What is that what the Rockets are known for? And how did this come to be, you think? I don't think they're known for that. I think it's just a situation. This is why This is why when, when, when I hear fans and different people talk about, you know, trying to be critical to pro athletes, it's like this is a prime situation. Like, you know, they, they told him, like, now the shoe was on the other foot. And he was unhappy oh. and he was saying, hey, I want to be away from the team. They'd be telling him he's a he's a team killer. He's this. But, like, he amicably agreed. They said, hey, we don't want you around. Go home and be away. And, like, I'm being paid $47 million. I could totally say I, I, deserve, I belong here. I don't want to go anywhere. But, you know, he did that amicably. But if the shoe was on the other foot where he's feeling like, hey. Diva, asshole. They would kill him. He's paying you $47 million. They would be killing him. And this is just how it goes. That's why I feel like he's in a great situation where he was hurt and all of those things going on, but he's getting paid a ton of money no matter what happens. So he does win in that situation, but it's like everybody isn't that fortunate. You get guys that get sent home and stuff. They ain't got no guaranteed deal. It's just over with for them. Q Rich, can the Warriors keep this up? Can they continue to to dominate and win championships? And are they going to be able to keep this team together? Yes. From everything Joe Lacob has said, he sold a piece of the, uh, I think he sold a piece of the arena or the team or something to give himself like five to six hundred million to be able to cover the run. So, I mean, when you win a championship and you do things like that, like that kind of pays for it. Like, you know, like the whole, everybody talked about the Rams having another ring. They came and had the Super Bowl there and won it. They got all of that money back. <laughs> they on the way to getting it back if they ain't got it all back. So it's like for the Warriors, they were, I think they were being smart and tactful and knowing, like, trying to calculate how many more years the Steph and, and, and Draymond and Clay have together, and they want to close that run out and not do what my, my Chicago Bulls did and ran MJ out oh, of yeah. town oh, and yeah. ruined the damn dynasty we had. God. So I'm, I salute Joe Lake of the group 
for sticking to the guns <laughs> and staying with these guys through and through. Like, because they went through a lot of injuries and stuff where people were saying, you should trade Clay, you should do this, you should blow it up. And they held firm and they they they, they reaping the benefits of it now. They watched the last dancer. Like, we will not be portrayed how Jerry Crack. Is that his name? What's Krause. Crumbs. Crumbs. Jerry Krause. Whatever his name. It can't have you you guys dunking on me on the team plane and <laughs> me, being, me being the asshole. Uh, last question for me, Q, before I know you have a long day of coverage of the NBA draft, and we appreciate your time. Who's the European that's just going to sneak in here and we're not going to know who exists and then probably become somebody tonight? Is there a guy, a couple guys? Is there anybody on, on the lookout here that we should keep an eye for? I'm hearing this. The Nicole, I don't want to say his name wrong. It's close to Jokic. It's like Nikola uh, Jovic. Lo, Jovic. That's it. Jovic. It's something like that. It's like he's 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 from what I'm hearing. He should he's gonna be that somebody is gonna sneak up and kind of surprise people. I haven't seen much, but that's what I'm being told. Is that Boa? Is that Bo Cruz? <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched Hustle? <laughs> oh no, that's not. <laughs> Come no, on. I haven't watched the movie. That's no, that's not him. No, that's not. That's that's Juan Chiro, uh Juan Juan Juan. Uh, I can't remember it's his name. Bo Cruz. Name. His name's Bo Cruz. From this point yeah. forward, twenty-two. You haven't seen Hustle though, did you? Did you? I, listen, I've been so busy running around between the podcast, the finals, and then doing stuff with the coming up to the draft now. I have not had a chance to, to be honest. What's the NBA community's thoughts on Hustle? Overwhelmingly positive? Yeah, I think everybody I talked to, everybody loved it. For, uh, like all the players I talked to, a lot of the, uh, you know, Kenny and all them guys are excited about it. I mean, I, everybody I talked to liked it. Okay, Anthony Edwards might win an Oscar. Yeah, crushed. <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard he was really, he was real good in there. Everybody, was, a lot of people was talking about him, saying he really did good. Like he might be able to act for real. That, or that's just who he is, and it just was an easy role. Yeah, just natural villain, <laughs> asshole, shit talker, which I think. He could be. Yeah, Kermit. He might be a method actor. We're not 100% sure. Either Who knows? Uh, we appreciate you. Good luck today, pal. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Quentin Richardson. Thank yeah, you. Q Rich. Did he play in the Big Three? Is he? Is he still on? Q, did you ever play in the Big Three? Yeah, yeah. I won championship season two. Ooh. Power. Me, Corey wow. McGetty, Patino Mobley, Big Baby Davis. Oh, what a team. Birdman. Jeez. Uh, Stacked. Coach Nancy Lieberman. Yeah, we took, the, we took home the title that year. Did you guys even lose a game there with that team? We lost, I think, one once or twice. Maybe once. I think we lost one, one game. <laughs> did you love it? Oh yeah, we had an awesome time. We it was, it was a cool time, man. Every weekend we get to get together and like we kicked a lot of ass that time. And that was my first time, in a long time, winning a championship. So you know it was sweet. Okay, I'm happy. <laughs> it's going into its fifth season right now. Yeah. Big three. It's fucking incredible. There's not a lot of leagues that last five seasons, and that's because former champion of the Big Three, Quinn Richardson. That yeah, you right. Joining us now is a insider for the insiders. He owns the at Schultz Report Twitter handle, which we have referenced numerous times on this particular show. Oh, yeah. Has he batted 1,000? No. Has any insider batted 1,000? No. no. Seems like as of late, though, motherfuckers at 99%. <laughs> Had Gronk's retirement before everybody else. Mm -hmm. He hosts a pull-up podcast with CJ McCollum. He's a host of the Game Day NFL and also works for the boardroom. This dude's been there, done that with everything. NFL insider Jordan Schultz. Yeah, Schultz! What's up, dude? 
What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. No, it is great to have you. I didn't know this type of electricity was coming through the thing. Where are we right now? Are you in a log cabin out in the middle of the woods? <laughs> I'm in the middle of the woods, baby. But hey, I always got time for the Pat McAfee show with AJ. Hey, let's go. There we appreciate go. you finding a little bit of service in there. Is that a log cabin? Is that a no, log cabin action? Yeah, we got we got low level Wi-Fi, but. In this case, I was able to prop it up and, you know, basically throw away my Xbox so this would work. Okay, well, plug that thing back in afterwards because it's much more important than this convo with us. But we appreciate you taking time out of your uh, woods vacation. You're always working. Every insider's working. How did you get the Gronk information before anybody else? Uh, and you obviously have shows in the NBA with CJ McCollum and you work for the boardroom and everything. Are you both NBA and NFL guy? And should we be treating you as such a little bit more? I really appreciate the love. Um, so I've actually kind of shifted more toward the NFL over these past six months to a year because, Pat, to your point, I think it's confusing sometimes when people ask me, what are you? And I don't really know because I've kind of done both. So I would say I've shifted more toward the NFL. I've talked to your good friend, our good friend Ian Rappaport about this saying, you know, it's better to be really good at one than just pretty decent at three or four things. Um, I love the NBA. I played basketball in college for four years. I'm Woo! a terrible um, But I can still shoot it, still shoot it. Um, but I would say that in the case of Rob, that was one of those things where we've been really good friends for a few years now. And I had put a bug in his ear about six months ago, and I said, hey, I don't know what you're going to do next offseason, but whatever it is, whatever you decide, would you feel comfortable sharing the information with me? And he's, he, he did it. And he, he was a man of his word. He told me when the time comes, I'll take care of you. And that's, I, I don't know how well you know Rob, but he is one of the really good dudes. And he has this like persona of being this crazy kind of, you know, bigger than life personality. But if you spend time with him, he's like a very low key, chill dude. And he's, he's been great. Gronk. Jordan, how, how confident are you that he stays retired? I know Drew Rosenhaus already has made comments yeah. that he thinks he might come back and negotiating who knows what's going on. But what, what are your feelings on that? AJ, when I talk to him, Right after he, we basically talked for 15 minutes before I put the news out. And I said, are you sure this is what you want and everything? And, and this is it. And he said, he really does feel content. And I asked him, what does that mean? And he said, basically, look, over the last 10 years, he's been through a lot from a health standpoint. When he came out of college, he had a broken back out of Arizona. He slipped in the draft. He had a basically a plate in his back that he's, that's still there. He's been injured multiple times. He's had a ton of issues with head, head injuries. And I think... He really does feel content. He's going to pursue other opportunities outside of football, investing. Other good um, acting career. He's such a funny guy that he can pretty much do whatever he wants. But I got the sense that right now he just wants to be low-key. And I kind of asked him, like, look, if Tom calls week 10 and says, Rob, I need you, baby, come come back. Like, what do, what do you say to that? And I got the sense that the answer remains no at 33 years old. But he has done this before. I wouldn't be shocked, per se, if, if he came back for the end of the season. Well, yeah, Tom's a great recruiter, too. You know, uh -huh. and it, Tom and him have been to the mountaintop numerous times together. What do you think took so long? And do you think he made his decision up whenever Tom announced his retirement? Then when Tom came back, he had to, like, contemplate? Because there was that video of him coming out of the barber shop yep. in Tampa Bay. And he's, they said, hey, what do you... Oh, no. Oh, I thought we lost service in the woods. They said, hey, hey, Rob, what are you doing? Are you going to come back? He goes, oh, I'll make him wait for it a little bit yeah. longer. And we all kind of thought, oh, he's just going to come back training camp. He's going to miss all votes. His smart move, enjoy his summer, do his thing. Do you think he was contemplating or do you think he's done this for a little bit of time? No, I do think he was contemplating because 
when the season oh, ended, coming back then. I, I was with him <laughs> when the season ended, and I said, how are you feeling physically? And he said, you know, I'm tired, but I have to think about this. I won't know for a couple months. And we had I had checked in with him over the last few months, and I didn't get a definitive answer. And to me, that was either he's leaning towards, either he doesn't know or he's maybe leaning towards coming back. And I was with Tom about six weeks ago, and I asked him, have you talked to Rob? And he was like, I don't really know. It's still pretty early. So to me, the answer is he probably made the decision over the last few days, maybe the last week, made sure it was right, and then ultimately decided that's what he was going to go with. Congrats, Grom. Yeah, there you go, there Rob. Rob. Hell of a run, pal. Can't wait to see what you the best tight end ever. I mean, it yes. has to be, right? Yes. In my eyes, he is, but everybody calls me like disrespectful to the old generations, you know? The Kellen Winslows of the world. Yes. Yeah, I get more Gates, Gonzalez. Oh, it's Gonzalez, sure. Yeah, there's like that whole conversation. Dallas. Shannon, yeah, hell, hell of a player. The Dallas Clark, it was a teammate of mine. He's unbelievable. There has been great tight ends through the past, but I think if you picked Gronk up and put him in any era, he would have done well. Like, if it was back in the, hey, tight ends are just another left tackle or right tackle, I think Gronk would have been all pro then. You drop him in now when it's much more pass-heavy to the tight end, you got to be able to get open. He's obviously rose to the top here. I think that is why, in my eyes, Gronk is the best tight end of all time, but people will attack me for not having respect for the pass all the time. You know what I mean? Well, I think you can have respect for all those great players, but his first five, six, seven years, to your point, and AJ, you would know this better than me as well, but wasn't, wasn't Rob like a premier blocker who was very willing as well, and that made a massive difference, not only in the New England passing game, but the running game as well? Absolutely, and he had a, a buddy on the opposite side to play tight end with him that was a freak athlete too. Oh, so. oh yeah. Well, Hernandez, the guy Hernandez. was Hernandez. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you ever watched him play. The guy could fly. He was a hell of a player. <laughs> paid him before they paid Gronk. What are you getting yeah. information on the draft tonight? Is that what the calls are right now? Some, yeah, a couple calls on the draft. You, you saw some trades. Uh, Jeremy Grant was traded to Portland. Uh, but I am fired up for this draft. This is a sneaky good draft. I don't know if, how much you pay attention to it, but there's some good players. I don't know shit about fucking it. We talked to Q Rich in uh, the last hour, and he told me about a uh, a Nikola Jovic who is potentially... Oh, gonna... the other. Yes, he's Serbian. Imagine if it was Jokic and Jovic. That's... Oh, Jovic and Jokic? Yeah. That would be the potentially, because Denver's at 20 or 21, they could take him and they could have Jokic and Jovic. Okay, so you're still in the NBA world, even though you're trying to transition into the NFL because <laughs> no, more I'm people care. A little attention to it, you know, making sure I know what's going on, but I'm not reporting anything. I'm just making sure I know I'm, I'm versed. Hey, where'd you play college at again? I, I don't think I heard you when you said that. Well, I, I was at Seattle U in two, uh, for two years. They're now in the WAC, and then I transferred down to a D3 school called Occidental, very small. I, I, was, I was a very unathletic, undersized two-guard. Oh, okay, yeah. those are two bad things, right? <laughs> two bad yeah, things. Both. <laughs> arms. You gave massive effort, though. Massive effort. Slapping I was, the floor. Uh, you know, what they, what are they, like, I was like uh, a heady, a very heady player. Uh, yeah. Coach's <laughs> son. Yeah. Coach's son. Yeah, yeah, first one in, last one out, Smart hard worker. Dog. Fundamentally yeah. sound. Hey, we did some research. I I do believe your family is yes. part of my problem. Yeah, I, every time I watch the show, which is damn near every day, Appreciate I you. see I'm wondering, what, what is the drink that you're consuming there? Okay, so I've made a change here lately. Uh, I used to be a green tea guy, two Splendas, no liquid cane sugar. And there's kind of fuckery with Starbucks there where they would slip the liquid cane sugar <laughs> yeah. in. And you kind of thought you, yeah, huh? Very sneaky. Yeah, let's fucking fix that, yeah, okay? Please. Yeah, I, I, you Did know, Jordan's I'm, dad start Starbucks? 
Yeah, I do believe. I do believe pretty big part of it, right? That's your dad? That's yeah, that's my pop. How did I not know that? Okay. All right. Because I don't I don't talk about it and I don't publicize it. I just try to stay away from it. But in this case, obviously, yes. I'm gonna bring okay. it up. Yeah, that's why this show stinks. <laughs> so I do apologize for doing that. But can you Your research? Yeah, yeah. Can you please have them, him? The liquid cane sugar thing, like that's a real problem, I think, especially in like a health drink. And in some places it's an option, some places it's not an option, some places it shows up, some places it doesn't. So I'm trying to get healthy and then for like the first two weeks I was drinking that green tea, I went on it. I'm like, holy shit, I'm drinking more calories than a goddamn Diet Coke right now. Like what? Sugar is the real problem. What's that, pal? The sugar is out of control in those drinks. Yeah, so no sugar, no liquid cane sugar, Two Splendas is what I used to do. Give me the biggest green tea you got. Then, as of late, I've learned I could live forever if I drink coffee. Uh-huh. So I've moved right over to, boom, give me your ice uh, uh, blondie or something like that. I need two uh, Splendas and a splash of almond milk. A lot more than a splash here. Maybe have a conversation with Dad about that. <laughs> but this is, uh, this tastes delicious, dude. This tastes delicious. It's pretty damn good. I'll give you that. Yep, uh, that's my drink as well. Ice, ice latte or iced coffee. Put a little splash in there. You get a low calorie, but you also get the caffeine. It's a good play. So you you were a part of the entire... I mean, Starbucks became the most popular franchise in the world, right? Very quickly. That kind of happened. Was that... Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, so I'm 36. They went public in 91 when I was five. And I'd say by late 90s, when they went to Asia and Europe, it really, yeah, it exploded. Dad cool dude, yeah? Say that again? Dad remained a cool guy? Like, I feel like with yeah, that successful that, of a company... Very, very chill dude. He actually just went back about three months ago. Um, he couldn't stay out. You know, just when they, they, they pulled me back in, he got he got pulled back in. Um, but no, he, yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the worst was, or the worst for me at least, was going on the road in high school and college and the opposing fans. That was, I guess, kind oh, of my no. favorite part as well. And, and we used to joke in the car rides home, especially in high school, you know, they're getting more and more creative. You're going to have to come up with, with some new stuff. Yeah, Bucks rhymes with... A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. My, my, favorite, my favorite was Frappuccino Boy. That was a good one. Oh! <laughs> hey, Frappuccino Boy now would be very popular, I believe, because of how popular Starbucks has become. But back in the day, it was probably mocked and ridiculed. Now everybody on Earth lives and dies with your dad's brought hey congrats please extend our congrats to him nice job papa and i also like the fact that you're not piggybacking on there trying to make your own way that is i fucking enjoy that and i have a lot of respect for that yeah i appreciate that i mean for me it was always about sports always you know and once i realized i wasn't good enough to hoop anymore this was the only thing i ever wanted to do and i i listen i appreciate you guys having me on i've been a a long time fan aj you're playing days way back pat you're, you're playing days too yeah, yeah, fuck off. Right? <laughs> uh, hey, tell your dad to buy a team. Josh Grimms, maybe the greatest special teams guy ever. That's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah, why don't you tell your dad to buy a team? Is that something he's ever looked into or sports? Or what do you think? He just wants to retire I, and disappear? I think I think that window is, is firmly closed, especially for me. Like, I, I can never let that happen. Why? Because I'm trying to do this. Uh, you could run a team uh, with him. And then he uh, got yeah, it. dunks that on you. Happened. Would a, would AJ or Pat be potentially interested in a, in a in a GM position? If I can do it from Ohio as a consulting role, yes. This fucking guy. He's offered a general manager yeah. job. Uh, if you're the owner, Lexi's I would love house. to come there and be the GM. Yeah. We, hey, by the way, yeah, if you want to buy any team that we potentially enjoy, we'd pick up the whole operation. Yeah, be a water boy. Hey, we, we getting this for free every day? <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
right. <laughs> Deal. Send the contracts over. This thing has made me shit my pants. Did your dad talk about that? Eddie? <laughs> this coffee's a natural diuretic, so you're drinking too much of it. Oh, okay. All right. I'll remember that. I'll try to slow it down. It's too good. Your dad set me up. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Schultz. Josina Anderson reported about the Seahawks still have an interest in Baker. Have you heard anything about that? And would they take the entire contract from Cleveland? Yeah, I'm glad you asked because I was just talking to an assistant GM about this. And basically the, the bottom line with Mayfield is he's owed about 18.7. Would Cleveland take on a portion or a considerable chunk of that? Uh, the answer potentially is yes. Seattle now has Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I don't think either one is the future per se. Uh, both are, well, in Drew's case, still a pretty young player. But I would be surprised ultimately though, fellas, if Seattle went the Baker Mayfield route. I feel like they would have done it already. Um, and I, I know Carolina's been rumored. Obviously, Sam is still there. But uh, to me, the, the, the Browns still need to figure out what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And ultimately, if they – I know Jacoby Brissett's there, but do they keep Baker Mayfield as a contingency plan should Deshaun be suspended for eight games, ten games, the whole season? But to answer your question in a vacuum, I would be very surprised if Seattle went the Mayfield route. And what do you know about the Mayfield situation in Cleveland? How'd that end so bad? Why? When did it get that way? And should we have seen this in different times during the season last year? No, I think, I think it progressively has gotten to this point. You know, two years ago, he had a really good season, and he was healthy. And then last season, everything went essentially into the dumps. He cratered. The offensive line didn't necessarily protect him. He had the shoulder problems. He played through it. It was just a nightmare. But I think bigger than that, fellas, is the leadership or lack thereof on yeah. his part. That's, that's what I've heard. And talking to not only players but coaches, GMs, there is a sense around the league that Baker Mayfield is still a really immature guy. And even if he's healthy, do you really want to deal with that in your locker room? And from my perspective, you know, he, he has not been able – he has not been the face, the leader of that locker room really since day one. He's never been able to get to that point, which has a number one pick. You would hope, you would hope that, that happens. AJ, is immature a the same labeling as distraction? That can be, right? He's fucked then. You get labeled, you get labeled as a distraction or anything like that around the NFL, it's over. It, you can it, grow up though. Can he grow up? Like, Jordan, don't you think he could go? If he got the right opportunity, they could – and he had a good year. Obviously, when things are going well, guys usually behave and things seem to go pretty well in the locker room. Don't you think he can kind of revamp his career and his image? Well, maybe this humbled him too, you know? Yeah. I, I think both, yeah. Him. I asked I asked a couple guys, like, is he a bad dude or is he just immature? And it was more the latter. Like, he's not a bad guy, but he's just young. And Are there any examples, Jordan? <laughs> Number one pick, and you go to the college football playoff, and all these expectations, the all those you know progressive commercials. He was the kind of the face of the league before he was ready for it. You know, in the case of Pat Mahomes, who's a super mature guy, was not a number one overall pick. You know, he had time to learn under Alex Smith. I think in Baker's case, in his mid twenties, yeah, there's still an argument to be made that he's a talented guy, and he could still be a really good NFL player. You could win with Baker if he's solid like he was two years ago. But the distraction point, to your Pat, to your point, Pat, is a pain in the ass to deal with, especially when you're thinking about extending a guy long-term and giving him $100-plus million. He, he has not shown that yet. Him ending up back at the Browns would be the most Browns thing of all time. Yeah. Everybody in Pittsburgh would be like, yep, this is Cleveland. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, exactly. this I mean, we, we knew he wouldn't be at minicamp, but like the longer this goes on, you could easily argue that Cleveland loses more leverage and it becomes more unhealthy. And ultimately, 
if he is there and he is starting week one, for example, hypothetically, how dysfunctional would that be? And that would be pretty indicative of the Jimmy Haslam ownership. Listen, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. That is in every situation in since the beginning of time. Somebody told me that when I was in high school. I believe it was Ryan Larman because uh, we were about to walk into a situation in which Wise words. everybody in the party we were walking into hated us. And we knew it. The Larminator. Yeah, well, no, don't call him that. He didn't deserve that. Uh, he's a great guy. Ryan Larman, great dude. That family was very nice to me growing up. But we walked into some situation where everybody in there hated us. Oh. And we knew it. And he literally looked at me right before I walked in. I'm a couple years younger than him. It's only awkward if you make it awkward, like kid almost. And then we just walked in there and bubbly, hey, like we're supposed to be there. And it just kind of, everybody else just settled down. And then we got to where we had to go. And then we just kind of went through it. And I've carried that with me forever because... I think I was pretty scared to go into where we were headed. I'm like, this is going to end terribly. Like, this is I, this is not good for me. It's not good for my future. I don't think it's good for my my face. Is about to get beat up, I think. I think there's a good chance. Only awkward if you make it awkward, we go in there, and it was just like a quick, easy thing. And I've carried it forever because that moment should not have ended. The Like, what we were walking into was a buzzsaw. And then how we approached it changed everything. Baker could do that with the Browns, just like the Browns could do that if they were to get back in there. Like, hey, bygones can be bygones. Get humbled. I got humbled through this entire thing. The Browns, we didn't do exactly what we should have done and kind of move on. But that's going to be a lot that is going to have to happen here in a short amount of time when we don't even know how many days or games Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. And it turns out that's probably not going to come out for a little bit either. That's, that just feels like a lot has to happen there. And we're running out of time, I think, for everything. Don't you think, Schultz? 100%. You're a month away from guys reporting. I mean, a month. Preseason games start in five, six weeks. Six weeks, So it's a very short period of time. And to your point, I guess I would say with Baker, if he could find a way, let's say hypothetically he stays in Cleveland, to not make it awkward, as you said, and just pony up and say, I've made my, my share of mistakes. I know I'm not the quarterback of the future, but I'm going to do everything I can right now to help us win games and get ready for the season. That would be a big testament to him. And ultimately, it would probably help his trade value. Like, to me, to your point earlier, AJ, he's still a very young guy. And if he could somehow have the self-awareness that I think he has lacked, that self-awareness of where he's at, that would be huge for him. I, I, I hope he does that. I, I really do. Schultz, there's that video that always gets played of him yep. walking down that sideline. And I, I hate to mention this because I'm a Baker guy. I like Baker. I think he's been through a lot. I enjoy watching him play. I think last season was fascinating, interesting, looking along. But every time somebody shows it from somebody that's been on the sideline a lot, I mean, in my position was to be on the sideline, to watch the quarterback in a situation walk down the entire sideline and nobody even look at him. Like, nobody even look at him or talk to him. It's like, oh, we should have known then. Like, something, yeah. something's going on. You know, like, so, and then the OB, OBS stuff about OBJ, and none of the teammates really came out to bat for Baker. They're almost like anonymous sources were like, yeah, like, the way OBS is speaking is like how a lot of us feel. It's like, oh, shit, like, what? How did we get here? And hopefully they'll be able to fix that if they have to for the good of Baker and for the good of Browns. But the Browns is the Browns until the Browns is no longer the Browns. But it feels like the Browns is doing a lot of Brown shit right now. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, Schultz, I got to get your uh, thoughts on you were a big help to the draft spectacular because you don't work for any of the networks and you did not give a shit about tweeting out the draft picks as soon as they happened. Like, did you get any backlash from that or no? Because you're independent and you're going to be doing that tonight as well. A tremendous, tremendous question. I, I, 
I did get some backlash. I mean, I was at ESPN for three years, and you know, this year I've been you know, essentially on my own, as you said. And I did hear from the league office, and <laughs> they weren't thrilled. And I made sure I was asking my sources, "Hey, is what I'm doing okay?" This is after the first round, and all of them said, "Yeah, you're fine." So I just said, "Okay, let's just let's go with it." I mean, fuck them, by the way. Yeah, basically, I I mean, like. The, the, the thing was, I was hearing from players who second, third, fourth were on that, that were now saying, hey, what are you hearing? Can you give me intel? And that was good because I felt like I could at least provide a service to them. And I was able to tell guys, you're going to go in two picks. You know, you're going to go. Wow. In hey, fuck the picks. kids. Fuck them that are getting, the guys <laughs> yeah. are getting drafted. You help us out immensely. Like, it's not your fault that you're getting that information. And the network people who are handed a lot of connects are upset about it. Don't you worry about any of that, Schultz. You got to do your thing, and we appreciate you for it. I was thinking, I really appreciate you, fellas. And I was thinking about what you said. Remember in the movie Draft Day when Bo Callahan, nobody comes to his birthday party? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was the Browns, too. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought, for some reason, I thought, it's like Baker. Nobody's talking to him. It's wild. You got especially at that position, you're automatically the leader. Uh, to hear the things that have happened, especially because they've had a little bit of success yes. over there for the first time in forever. Yeah, we'll all be intrigued to find out, and we'll keep our eyes on your Twitter account. Please tell your dad about the liquid cane sugar we all have, okay? <laughs> I will. The last question for me is, out of the two of you, who's the best hooper? Well, no question. Hmm. I mean, like, okay. AJ, What's that? What do you do, body me down yeah. low? You think you're just going to... Oh, gonna... no. I mean, I was a point guard. I'll, yeah. Athleticism. Oh, really? Your knees are so bad, though. Like, my knee also bad, but oh, like yeah. I mean, yours, I, yeah. I his hands. feel like death. I'm standing out and draining threes on you because I'm can't, not cutting. <laughs> that's not a point guard. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, one-on-one, -on -one, you're not going to be able to move. I can move a little bit right I mean, I can. Yeah, I would. I'm not going to play you one-on-one, -on -one, but I would. You can't dribble. Dude, you walk like Frankenstein. I can't yeah. dribble. Okay. You Look at your, your hands, dude. How would you do that? That would be tough. If you're able to dribble. <laughs> Come on. That is unbelievable. <laughs> The thing about AJ, ran a 4-4, had like a 40-inch hey, vert. Yeah, Jordan, great athlete. Great Jordan, athlete. If this guy, you see the guy with the mullet, if he glued his hand to a, a counter at Starbucks, would you knock his head off? <laughs> <laughs> if he was I protesting milk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're a prick, dude. Subpar, subpar athlete, so. Uh, you played college basketball. You're a stud athlete, man. Absolutely, Seattle U, dude. Let's go. Go Red Hawks. Go Red Hawks. Are they still a team? No, barely. We're, we're, we're barely a team. Yeah. Well, you left. You said, I'm yeah. going down D3. I Fuck left this. out of necessity because I wasn't playing. Oh, okay. I respect that. I love the hustle. Love the grind. We thank you for what you do on the internet. You're the best. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Schultz. Thank yeah, you, Kyle. Schultz. Hey! Are we even allowed to talk about FIFA because the amount of terrible money they have definitely yeah. taken in their pockets? No. <laughs> Uh, is FIFA still around? Oh, they sports oh, yeah. washing sons of bitches. Of course they are. Yeah, their uh, president said, watch out, NFL. Yeah. 2026, we'll be number one. That is not the case. Not in America. But you'll That's have a great summer. Said. That's what he said, and we, beat, we dog walk Mexico, and we're ranked below them in the FIFA World Rankings yeah. because FIFA just takes money from everybody and just pays, gets paid off. Denmark sucks at soccer. How are we not top fucking Is FIFA five? like the NCAA, or what are they? Yes, exactly. That's a great comparison of who FIFA is. Okay. I don't know what they run. Do they just run the World Cup? That's it? They run soccer. Yeah, let's call Gump. They call they run like all of soccer. When I was growing up, it was FIFA regulated. Like the refs were certified through FIFA. Like the PA West was the organization I was a part of. They were a FIFA organization. Hmm. So FIFA is the federal, no, international football something. Whatever. 
So do they have any say in like what Ronaldo's doing on his normal team? Uh, no. no. Ah, the rules. Isn't that by the lead, the club leagues? But the leagues are probably sanctioned by FIFA. By FIFA. I okay. Don't, I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Really? I thought FIFA had a hand in well, everything. Well, if they're soccer. doing if they're doing the United States like regions and they these are youth do. leagues though, so FIFA might just run the youth leagues. Uh, I don't know about the what does the big leagues. The Soccer's a big cult, so I can Federation see that. What'd you say, pal? Soccer is an absolute cult. It can be at oh, a yeah. young age. It is all encompassing. That soccer. I was yeah, in. Yeah. I was on the road for fucking like five, six years straight. On FIFA the governs all facets of the game, regulating the rules of play, overseeing the transfers of players internationally, organi yeah. organizing international competitions. Yeah, yeah. It's and the they, video game. They've been known to not, you know, take game. dirty money at all. Yeah, they don't care about anything. Somebody, Aren't they in jail? Yeah, the the Sepp Ladder. The previous president was having a press conference and somebody walked in and just started throwing hundreds on mm -hmm. him. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw the pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the new guy, I assume, is just a disciple. Joining us now is our soccer expert, uh, straight out of the FIFA Academy of Soccer Smarts, uh, currently being detained in Canada because he was deported from America, but love might bring him back. Our friend Goopy. Yeah, hey, Goop. What's up, dude? What's up, lad? Hey, how's everything going? Well, my friend. Oh yeah, you got a little glow to you right now. Yeah. Or no? Here we go. Let's fix this camera. All right. Beard All right. looks awesome. All right. That's oh. time. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Where are you staying, Goom? There you go. There you go. On the bush. There we go. Got it. That's where Jordan Schultz was. He was out in the bush. Yeah. You're out in the Canadian bush. We got a couple of bush calls today. The Bush yeah, Brothers. Hot out here. I got pool and such. It's nice. Oh, look at you living. Are you having any guests? Been a few. Hey, oh. oh well, uh, we won't have to dive into that. I don't want to fuck anything up. Oh, why not? Just some lads to come drink beers. Oh. Yeah, a couple Bud Lights. Found some Bud, Bud Lights. Well, hey, Bud. Hey, in Canada, that's good news. Out there in the bush, you found some Bud Lights. Did somebody ship yeah. it to you from here? No, I found a uh, nice little spot. A few bars have had them. Just, uh, not very many, my friend. Oh, you Damn. drink them dry. Yeah. I'm going to need all your Bud Lights cold. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'll gump, take every one you have. The Gumpy train is coming through. Congratulations. Uh, hey, real quick. FIFA runs everything? Is that like those uh, uh, Premier League and all that? Are they involved in that as well? Or is it just international play when it gets to adults? Just international as UEFA. But the thing is, U.S. FIFA. moved up. What you say? Let's go back to the beginning. UEFA, UEFA is Champions League. FIFA is all national. So that's the difference. International sort. Okay, so FIFA runs all international shit. Like when I was growing up, FIFA certified refs, I think, were our refs. Our league was FIFA certified. They do youth shit and then the international stuff. Yeah, but U.S. moved up, so I don't know how... How is Mexico ahead of them? That makes no fucking yeah. sense. Yeah, uh, because FIFA's full of shit. Fucking Denmark. Uh, they stink. Even Canada. Canada made the World Cup. They're 43rd. So where's that? How's well, you that guys happen? stink, though. Like, that is... Yeah, your players don't want to play. Yeah, that's probably... That you probably guys aren't even going to play, I don't think, because your uh, your government decides not to pay them. That is true. You make a valid point. Hey, FIFA's like the most corrupt the most corrupt, right? Oh, yeah. This fucking... How this World Cup is even happening is the most absurd thing of all time. Like, I don't know how... The live shit, like, everyone's like bashes the golfers taking yeah. guaranteed money 
the fucking World Cup has never been in December ever. Like, what? How did this happen? How did we get here? Bunch of and who I, was there though? Goom. Who was there to hold them? Who was there to hold them accountable? Is there anyone overseeing FIFA? Oversight committee. No, that's why Seth Blatter. Second dude, they want. So Seth Blatter had like a fake heart attack when he was supposed to fucking take the stand. Him and Snyder went to the fucking same school. Oh, what a move. Sell what out. a play. Uh, my mom sent me a text earlier and she was like, you know, five years ago, a lot of people attacked you for not taking your guaranteed money. And now they're attacking athletes for taking guaranteed money. Isn't that kind of fascinating? I'm like, hmm. oh, it is interesting how everybody picks and chooses things. But FIFA, like long known as a very corrupt organization. Oh, yeah, the worst. Like I said, the, the World Cup in Qatar is, tells you everything you need to know about. Sounds like, like, let's see how their numbers are, too. Their numbers might not be as good because summertime, there's nothing going on. Well, we are just meatheads, though, because it's football season. Yeah. Yeah, but when's, like, the final? Like, a Sunday afternoon? No, it won't be Sunday. They'll have to do that middle of the week. Yeah. Yeah. The time, the time will fucking be huge because I think it'll be during the day, so the numbers will still be all right. But don't like look at like. Hold on, we're, we're going to act like their numbers are going to be real too. Don't underestimate their arrogance. They might roll a championship game out on a Sunday. Well, that would be oh. us overestimating our arrogance, Correct. acting like they yes. wouldn't go yeah. on a Sunday. Yeah, I think they'll lose America. They don't really. What care. network's carrying? It's a Sunday at 10 a.m. ESPN. Oh, so it's perfect. perfect. Oh, nice. So great before. Perfect that's a time. Sunday right there, boys. <laughs> Look at them. That's smart. December 18th. December 18th. That is so insane that the World Cup is in December, man. We could have had it this summer with nothing else going on. Yeah, it would have been 200 degrees though, right? Oh. Yeah, so that's the... But that's they understood the weather of Qatar when they awarded them the World Cup, correct? Yeah, they, yeah. I don't think they did, actually. I don't think they took a single trip to Qatar. They just heard the amount of money they were going to get if they move it to Qatar. All in favor? I, I, I. Oppose? That's what we shut the fuck up. Yeah, Nobody. Okay. Let's move on. What about the bodies? Well, that would happen afterwards. Yeah. Who cares? That happened afterwards. And then, oh, we'll just move it back four months. Who cares? Yeah. Why well, they're using those sea cans for the stadiums because that's how they sent all the fucking money. That makes sense. We and thought that was the case. We're happy that you know a lot more about this and you're right on the same page as us. How'd you feel about Goodall's performance yesterday, pal? <laughs> what do you want from the guy? Goodall. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck was that? Dude. What a travesty. As soon as I saw a C-span, I knew we were in a terrible spot. Is that how Canada operates, too? Is it one big shit show up there? I mean, there's some stuff coming out now about... I mean, it is... Trudeau? I Trudeau is trying. I mean, I ain't fucking diving in. Yeah, there. yeah, smart, smart, smart. Yeah. He's already. Uh, you saw that. You saw Ryan, what Ryan stayed. Whitney did. What one yeah. American former hockey player did to the entire Parliament. He said, hey, "Trudeau, you muppet." This is what Whitney said. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> all all parliaments are always a joke. Yeah, he's trying to step in on social media now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You just said you were going to stay away from it. Yeah. No, it's just that's what's Turned happening. Turned your hat back around. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Sylvester Cover, Stallone. Hide the face. face. Over the top. <laughs> All right. Enjoy yourself. Uh, we miss you. Can't wait to get uh, listen to Hammered Down. A couple of the big parlays in the office last night. Fucking boys are buzzing. Fucking Brucey mustache back. Let's go. All right. Let's have a giveaway here. Um, PMS. PMS. Power. C-SPAN. No, we lost power. Yeah. Power. PMS. Power hour. Power out. Power. Power surge. Power. PMS surge. PMS boner. <laughs> what? PMS AJ can't dribble. 
What are you talking you wish, about? Goomp, you know I can dribble right Gumpy in. boner? Is that what you said? <laughs> PMS Gumpy boner? That was your suggestion? Gumpy apostrophe yes. Yeah, like apostrophes don't work in hashtags. Yeah. Oh. Let's stay away from Gumpy's dick trending before we get him back to America, please. P- PMS big brain? We'll go hashtag PMS par. Par-ar. 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 Okay. I don't know, Goomp. <laughs> we'll get that when he gets back to America. Now's not the time to have his penis all over the place. Uh, Evan Fox will shoot um, 50 free throws. Okay, oh. he will shoot 50 free throws. How many will he make? Use hashtag PMS per hour. Uh, have that in there, your cash tag in there, and say something nice to somebody. Okay. And uh, you will automatically nice. enter to win. And if you get it right out of 50, we will then randomly select from there 10 winners of $500. Let's go. You Perfect. Too, AJ. Say something nice to somebody. Yeah, say something nice, AJ. All the time. Goopy, you look great. I love what you're doing up there. I can't wait to get you back in the States. I got to tweet it. Thank That's you, right. AJ. Hey, Pat, baby. you too. You're doing great, Pat. You're going to kill it this weekend, Friday in Austin. Keep up the good work. Let's go. Thank you, AJ. Very nice of you. Now you got to tweet it, Denner. How many out of 50 is he going to make? Oh, Evie? Mm-hmm. You talking to me? Yeah. You talking to me? Ev- oh. I got a lot of faith in Evie. He's going to make 42 of them. Ooh, hey, that was my go. guess. Oh, Damn. All right. All right. We will post the video and announce the winner. Use hashtag PMS. Parar. P-A-W-E-R-H-O-U-R. Mm-hmm. And uh, have a great three-day weekend. We will miss the hell out of you. And uh, tomorrow night, SmackDown in Arch Arch Manning's new town. Let's go. Austin, Texas. Can't wait to be down there. We'll see you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Gumpy, we miss you, pal. Miss you, boys. Good to see you. Enjoy your weekend, huh? Hey, you too. Hammer Don's in like 15 minutes at YouTube.com forward slash Hammer Down. Can't wait for more winners. I hope you guys are taking quite a victory lap today. You deserve it. Hell yeah. Big thanks to Ice Cube. Thank you, Cube. Sorry, Cube. We just shut it off right in the middle of that conversation, AJ. What happened? Do we know? Some bum flips. Quentin Richardson, thanks for your time. Jordan Schultz, thank you for your time. And on Monday, we'll have the biggest show of all time. Oh, yeah. See you then. Goodbye.